it going? Welcome. Welcome to the John River Life Podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and the entertainment that defines us. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are two of my best friends and two of the best co-hosts ever. Sorry, with Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you today, my good sir? What up, what up? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are y'all doing today? Oh, man, I am happy to be back with you boys, man. I missed you guys. It's been a sad couple of weeks because it's been so busy with life and Halloween party, people visiting and family events. But we are back, man. I missed you guys. We are back. Ready to go. Hell yeah. And last but not least, Mr. Chi-Town himself, Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, my good sir? I'm good. I'm good, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be back, yes, sir, man. We we missed you guys. I put funny, I put out a I put out a uh, bonus review last week. So I had to do it for a movie I saw um, uh, for the holdovers, and I, my my review was kind of funny because I was still I was I wasn't feeling that great. My allergies were kicking in, and all I hear was, "Hey guys, this is Doug Jones. How are you?" Like my voice sounded <laughs> so like sounded like I announced my my voice sounded really weird, very weird. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I edited. It. I was like, my voice sounds okay, but you know what? I got put. I got put it out there. But yes, we are back. I missed you guys. Hope you missed us. We, the show is back, and we are ready to go into full, full entertainment mode with you all. But as always, guys, you can find Hell the show yeah. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. While you're there, we have a full audio show on our YouTube page, uh, YouTube.com/backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, leave a review, leave a rating. It helps us out so much. You know, the more feedback we get and the more reviews we get on the show, we help, you know, it helps us, you know, kind of keep making the show for you guys, but also, you know, gives us a lot of recognition from our peers as well as kind of just like building the show more and more, getting more audience. You know, it'll be a year come next month, next week, which is crazy doing the show. It feels like almost a few months, if you wow. ask me, but hard to believe. But thank you guys so much for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. But like I said, don't forget to hit that follow button, leave a review, leave a rating. It means the world to us, guys. But always, thank you so much for your ongoing support. It means the world to us. And boys, I can thank you guys enough, too. Like I said, it'll be a year come next week, which is crazy. You know, they had the That's insane, Friday. man. Not crazy, man. It, do, like, it does not feel like it's been a year. Like like you said, it feels like it's been like maybe like a couple of months, man. Like, oh, totally, damn, this time dude. is just blown by. Dude. Blue. And yeah, you said it perfectly, Nick. I hope you don't mind me by repeating this on the air but like when we were at the five nights of Freddy screening you were like damn bro look at us man we're in the fucking press list man we're in the fucking press seats man look at us a year ago we were like man like it would be so cool to get like, to be in the press list you know to be on like you know the team of the critics man and lucky enough yeah. you and i have that pleasure we're still working on joe obviously and moses but mm-hmm. yes indeed yes indeed <laughs> you know it's, you know it's crazy too because i remember like because we we met freshman year right and i remember um I was w- w- with with some other friends. Yeah. Like we had this little YouTube channel, and um, without getting too much into it, it was it was very amateur to say the least. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not the quality filmmaking that that we're doing now. So it's like to go from from that to like basically shitty YouTube videos to you know being an award-winning filmmaker to being on the press list and and being able to see all these uh advanced screenings and everything like that like it's 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 amazing like it's like wow it's it's i'm extremely grateful for all of it and it's like extremely humbling at the same time 
And it's like, wow, it's just, it's wild to think about. Oh, totally, dude. I was telling this to you at the screening too. I, and Joel knows as well. Like there's been so many times where like, you know, in high school, me and Joel be at like, at the our local AMC Vivarese 21, we're like, that movie was crazy, man. How do you feel about it, man? Oh, shit, it was kind of funny. That part wouldn't work for me. Like, we had all those conversations. Then I went to college, I met you, and I met Moses, I met, you know, Malone, and Julia, everybody. It was like, same thing. We go to the local AMC, local Harkins for the screens, whatever. We're like, how'd you feel about this part? Oh, this part was kind of cool. And those, like, kind of like parking lot, like, exit, exit conversations, like, really mm-hmm. kind of inspired the show because I feel like, what you and I saw a lot in college, what Joe and I see all the time, like we were growing up, like those conversations really kind of like inspired this podcast. And I think it's like, I've been really kind of vocal about that. Like those conversations and our love for film, TV, entertainment, also our kind of distaste for things that we don't care about either. Also kind of inspired, kind of shaped the show for what it is. And, but you're right, man. I was sitting there, I was sitting there with you at the Five Nights at Freddy's screening. I was like, man, man, this is like crazy. Cause a year ago we did our first Black Adam re- reaction. And I was like, man, like a year from now, man, it would be so cool to be on the press list for at least one or two studios. And we, and luckily enough, man, we really kind of like had a lot of love from you all, the, the audience and the viewers. But man, it was, it was a fun journey of the first year kind of building the show with you boys and kind of like seeing what it was. And obviously we need, we need to get Joe on this press list too, man, because Joe was part of the show as well. You know, he's one of those, one of the founding, uh, found, founding fathers and co-hosts. But, um, oh, yeah. but uh, Adam, damn. That's that crazy, crazy dude. We had our first. I was so nervous. Too. Also, I I didn't know shit about editing and sound editing and reacting stuff. And I was like, we're gonna do one. It's our first YouTube video. Fuck it, let's go. And that's so funny because <laughs> the, the other day too, I was, look, I was looking at our our playback for our videos and our our most played videos is Joel's video of the flash, uh, reaction of the flash because it wasn't because it was his pretty face for once. Um, but what's, yeah. what's funny is that our first video for Black Adam was like I don't know, like twenty views. And to me, it's kind of funny that our <laughs> The, our most viewed video is Expendables 4 for some reason. I don't know why, but our reaction that to that is, movie... That is pretty wild. And like, because you you're, you're, you're on the show as well, the last few episodes of how that... I got the, the, our take three of that reaction. But it's like 18,000 views and counting. And I'm like, wait, why is this our most Jeez. viewed reaction out of our entire, like, <laughs> Indiana Jones, you know, Flash, we saw, you know, all these movies, Exorcist, Final Fantasy Freddy's, you know, all these movies. And I'm like, or, yo, Oppenheimer, everything, I'm just like, our most viewed one is literally <laughs> Expendables 4. <laughs> for I was like, what? But, again, I think, I think on TikTok and, and YouTube, SR, one of our most videos, then it, then it goes Indiana Jones, then Joel's video of the Flash, which was a big hit. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's very humbling. You're right, it's very humbling, but also it's kind of just like, wow, man, like look how far we come this year. We're still growing. We're still trying to get on other, you know, lists as well as you know, I won't go detail about that story, but you know, we're still trying to like expand the show everywhere from Chicago to Arizona to LA to anywhere. But seriously, you guys, you Joe Moses, man, you guys, Nick, you guys have really made the show what it is, and you know. I had this idea during COVID so many times. I'm like, man, one day we should do this. One day we should do this. I'm like, yeah, we'll wait on it for sure. And it wasn't until I was in between jobs a year ago where I was like, man, I can only do the show if Nick says yes, Joel says yes, Mo says yes. And you guys really made this show special. And for that, I thank you guys because like, this has been like really like an honor for me and also one of the best parts of my life this past couple of years doing the show with you guys and kind of like building this brand with you guys so i want to thank you guys on air and thank you guys so much for it's like making the show special yeah thank you dog you're about to get me emotional over here man thanks no, for dude. for um 
for for getting me a part of this, man. Like I really appreciate that. Um, because I, I love doing it too. It's, it's fun, fun just being able to hang out with y'all and and, and talk with y'all. And I was going through kind of like a rough time a little bit a little bit ago. I know I I had like skipped a lot of them, but um, once I started uh like coming on and everything like that, I I, I feel like it kind of helped me get past all of that shit. So it's like. Ah, it's like I'm 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 grateful to to just to be a part of this, just to be here, man. I love it, and I love you guys. So thank you. Oh, we love you too, man. And yeah, Joe. Now again, Nick, you've been my my main man since day one of college. But you know, you and and Joe knows this too. Like Joel and I, like have seen like literally in high school growing up. Joel knows this too. Like we saw every movie, Joe. No matter what it was, no matter it was a really bad Adam Sandler movie, a weird comedy, a really bad <laughs> movie called Lucy. Like Joel and I saw everything. We're like, you know what? We're gonna see it, and. That to me has been a big part of the show is because like you no, know, I'm not I'm right in the same state anymore, not in the same area, zip code anymore, or same kind of like region of the state, of country. But you know, Joe and I would go see movies. Again, no matter what it was, we saw shit again. Lucy, come on, Joe Chirac, like we saw literally everything. We, <laughs> <laughs> every weekend, we honestly we would go to movie theaters, and that was like my favorite thing. Because like we like I, I would look forward when we were gonna go see a movie. Because, you know, it was dope hanging out and everything, but, like, you know, our friend group is, um, it was interesting as, uh, as hell, I'll tell you that, uh, chaotic, but, mm-hmm. like, when we went to go see a movie, it was always fun, especially when it was just me and Doug. We would mm-hmm. go to any, like, movie theater we had to to go see a movie or pre-screening, you know, and I had such a blast doing that, and I... Uh, sorry, my nose is bleeding. Um, I had you, you such a great nose? time. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's just a uh, weather change is what mm-hmm. causes my nose bleed every year. You need some water. Oh, I drink a lot milk. of water. It's just weather change, <laughs> and it doesn't help that I have that... turtles. So my room is constantly uh, warm, but the outside is cold. And you know, your nose bleeding because you always on that damn phone. No, he's it's a yep. Stranger Things, man. Uh, friends don't lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> uh, you know, I I always look forward to it. Like life is honestly like life has been very difficult for me. I'm not gonna get into details, but you know, there's a lot of difficulties through life, and you know, Doug knows all of them. Um, and you know, I, I've I've always enjoyed it. It was always fun. Like if I ever went to a movie without Doug, I'd I'd hit him up, be like, "Bro, it was such a great movie, but I wish you were there because <laughs> yeah, we dude. would because we would commentate during the movie. Like we're not loud. Like you know, we'd whisper, you know, or nudge each other and then whisper and like say something, and it's fucking funnier than what the fucking movie was. You know, it made the movie so enjoyable. So, uh, you know, Doug has been in, you know, you guys stole Doug from me for, uh, in, in AZ. Thank God, though. You know, I don't want him here. Uh, <laughs> in a good that. way. In a good way. Yeah. It's all love. <laughs> uh, for real. Yeah. We, we always talked about getting out of Chicago. So I was proud of him for doing it. Uh, but, you know, you, it, it, I, I don't go movies much or, when I do, it's like with other people, and I still always get that feeling of like, damn, I wish Doug was here. 
because I could commentate. You know, like I could I commentate with some people, and it's just like uh, you're not understanding what I'm like the joke I'm saying, or like it's just not it's not it's not Doug. <laughs> so so to be able to do this, and you know. Uh, talk about the movies and and make the same jokes and you know have someone else has have two other people as well that understands the jokes and understands where we're coming from, but also uh, throws in you know a different different perspectives from you know what me and Doug see or from what I see. You know, is always so great because I do truly love you know people's views on movies even if we disagree because it's 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 so dope you know to get those different perspectives and to understand that you know you don't gotta take it so seriously like me and doug have had conversations with people that it got a little too personal we're just like it's not that deep <laughs> you know it's a fucking movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, like we love movies but you don't gotta yell at me my guy uh you know, so, you know, Nick, I'm glad you're a part of this, and uh, I'm glad that, you know, that you started this. I don't think I would have done this on my own. Um, so, oh, to dude. be a part of this, and to to see, you know, not only, like, a lot of people enjoy it, and, like, listen every week, and, you know, follow us and all that, but to, you know, see that people truly do love it, and to to, you know, myself enjoy as well and uh you know to hear the the praise from people telling us it's good you know or like your mom said i have a really good radio voice <laughs> dude <laughs> it's a compliment she all you guys man, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much mama jones um and uh you know like having my own family listen to this is it's crazy. I know. I like. I like. I told my family about. It. I didn't think they'd listen, but you know they are. So it's like crazy. I got friends who listen, and it, it's it, it's it's crazy. It, but it's it's so so awesome. So honestly, Doug, I'm more so much more thankful for you inviting me to be here, and I'm so glad I got to got to you know become friends with nick in person and you know uh we got to do this with you as well i think uh, you add um you know you add that uh flavor to it you know what i'm saying there's a lot of flavor in this but you know more <laughs> so yeah <laughs> thank you thank y'all both for for being so awesome no so you guys no thank you joe i appreciate you saying that and before we were going our, our main topics i this is this true story nick i'll, I'll tell you this uh, like literally before I moved to AZ, like I want to say the week before I moved here to Arizona, like me and Joe were like, all right, if I see a movie at twelve thirty, you'll see it. You'll see at ten thirty. We'll just FaceTime during that movie because we were like, it was so weird for Joe and I to be like, yeah, we can't like because we saw everything together, no matter what it was, and so we we're like, we we're like planning our like same time, like all right, if um this movie starts at twelve thirty, one thirty in Chicago, it'll be eleven thirty in AZ. We'll go to the sh same show time. Two hours apart, and we we legit were planning that for like a while too. It was so funny. I was like, all right, if you and TD see the movie at this time, I'll see this time my Arizona time. We'll be in the same time, same trailers, same theater, whatever. And we, I think that once, and it was like, all right, it's kind of hard to coordinate. Actually, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, <laughs> we got close once, but then we found we're so out so like, close. 
yeah, it was so close, but we were like, so fuck, close. I, I think you were, I think, mean, uh, I think I was a, an hour ahead, like, my movie yeah, was an hour ahead, so we I was like, so fuck. close, we were so close, so, yeah, so me and him called afterwards, but we were like, oh, it's fine, we tried to <laughs> we pass were so it. close, dude, <laughs> we were so, like, corny in that shit, too, we were like, fuck, you know, this is crazy, but, uh, nah, dude, it, that, that, to me, like, and the show would not be what it is for you guys, I know, I know most hops in when he can. Mr. Mr. L.A., Mr. Hollywood, but uh, no, guys, I, I, it's, it's really been an honor and having the show with you guys, sharing the, sharing the show with you guys has been really like the biggest like thing I, I, I'm thankful for and like having this, sharing this with people that I love and I care for and also just been very just like hard working like you guys are is very just very supportive and also just very like you're in this man, you know, I see shows all the time or you can tell the coasts are kind of like, ah, yeah, it's whatever, it's fine, so it's another show, but like I, I tell the passion is there from you guys. And you're loving it too. So thank you guys for what you do. And the show would not be for what it is without you guys. So again, many more to come, man. This is only the beginning. We're a year in next week. We have many years to come with the show. We're, we're just getting started, man. This is the very, very beginning. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All righty. With that all said and done, Nick, my friend. So I reviewed Five Nights at Freddy's last week on a bonus episode because I was kind of like, I was kind of sick, and I was like, oh, I'm, I, I owe them a, a review. I'll put it out for you know everybody. So they they heard our reaction. What's your count again? So you and I saw a few weeks ago. It did really well opening weekend, like eighty mil. You know, we're like, I think you and I were kind of like, well, Peacock too. You know, it did, it made hey, money, bro. It made money, bro. And I, I mentioned on the last okay. on my review roundup episode I did, did a week ago. I was saying that you and I were seeing with the press, obviously, but the people that were there. It was a huge. That was a huge press. That, that was a huge turnout. And Joe, I don't know. Joe, guess, guess this is crazy, bro. They turned away two hundred people from the screening. How crazy Damn. it was! It dude. We walked in. Him and I walked in, and we're good to go because we're press. And we walked in. I was like, holy shit, dude! There was like lines out the theater for this. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Yeah. And we, uh, sorry, keep going. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, well, because, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, like, people hear about it all the time, but Five Nights at Freddy's does have, like, a cult following. Every yeah, game that comes huge, out for Five Nights oh, at Freddy's huge. is insane. Uh, huge. I follow it a tiny bit, um, because of Markiplier. I love watching Markiplier, who originally was supposed to be in the movie, but because really? of scheduling difficulties, yeah, but because of scheduling difficulties, he couldn't do it, but he'll be in the next one. <laughs> Wow, yeah, it's got to do it. Sequel guaranteed, but like I said, so yeah. they heard our reaction, they heard my review. Nick, what so what did you think of the movie overall? Like, would you recommend it? Would you recommend seeing it in theaters? So, like, let's hear your review of the movie. You know what? Overall, I would recommend it. Um, I, I, I'm vaguely familiar with the game, I've only played it once, and even then, I was like, I'm I, I didn't even really know the, I, the full story of the lore, but it was good, it was a fun movie. Um, I, I don't think I would not recommend seeing it in theaters. I could, if you want to, but it's not like, it's not a movie that just needs to be seen in theaters. Like it's not, you know, like Oppenheimer or like, you know, like a comic book movie or a sci-fi movie, something like that. It's like, you know, this is just, I'm kind of just chilling at home Wednesday night. Let me put something on right quick. But it was cool though. It was a fun movie and it was a couple of uh, surprise appearances um in the movie it was, it was some cameos that i i i thought were really fun because they were 
um they were like people that i'd seen before on on like youtube and it was just it was really cool to see that um but yeah it was cool though it was it was fun the story was the story was kind of all right it was it was serviceable um you know it was like you got to relate to the main character so we got to put these kind of sympathetic moments in the in the movie but it was cool though it was cool i liked it a lot i liked it a lot i'd probably give it like a c c minus no c plus uh yeah no i i watched the movie as well um on peacock though um uh mm-hmm. as someone who followed it uh much more uh i agree i think it's an entertaining movie i think it's a good movie to watch i can understand why the fans you know loved it so much i think the cgi mm-hmm. and the animatronics was honestly really perfect like they did so well for that uh but like for me for me i'm not speaking for the fans but for me as a fan fun nights or freddy's it was uh lacking but you know i think this is just really an uh an an introduction uh to you know the movie so i you know even though i felt like a lot was lacking in it i felt like it was still good uh i think uh there there are parts i was like eh all right but uh what's his name matthew lillard right uh i think he is perfect for mm-hmm. his role. Mm-hmm. I truly love that he's in it. Uh, you know, because him doing movies like this, it's just so amazing. And him getting attention again is so great. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people love him, but like, you know, he started getting attention as well again. Really good. And so, you know, he's starting to blow up and be in more things. And so it's really cool to see him, you know still do what he loves and still being that person you know very goofy and a really good actor overall because he's done a lot of movies a lot of like shows like he did uh the netflix i don't know if it's a netflix show i believe it is but the what's the show um uh the one about the three moms who like start uh were that like robbed like a little store and then got in trouble with like you know um the cartel and started working for them and stuff like that by doing money laundering that he plays the uh husband who cheated on one of them and so you know it's just a really good show i like it a lot uh but yeah no to to see everything to but I think overall, it's an interesting movie, more of an entertaining movie than a movie, a movie I'd say, like, I thoroughly love. I'd at best give it, like, a 7 out of 10, maybe, okay. like, 6.5. Um, again, it's just an entertaining movie. It's not too scary that little kids mm-hmm. can't watch it. I think little kids would definitely enjoy it, especially for families. Like, if you're a family, people and you know, you want to introduce your very sensitive child, and I'm speaking from experience, has the sensitive child to scary things. This is a great introduction. Because uh, <laughs> I, I fucking, I hate horror movies, but I'm watching them more and more as time goes on. I, I think re- uh, within the last few years, I think there was only one movie I took off that was just too much for me which was terrifier so you know but it has like you know 
Dude, it's fucking terrifying. Fuck that, bro. Like, they, they hit their mark. Holy shit. I, I think I'm, I'm, uh, one day I'll get back to watching it and finishing it through and through. But uh, there's two movies now that <laughs> technically I stopped watching midway and never went back to. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I think Five Nights at Freddy's is more of an entertaining movie. Uh, but I do believe the creator of Five Nights at Freddy did, did have a hand in it. So yeah, he. Uh, so also, first things, yeah. So he he wrote he co-wrote the screenplay. And Joe, I'm so sorry. I, I know you watched it on you, you watched it on Peacock, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. First of all, I am so sorry about that. I know you watched it too. Um, it's I all good. Like, Joe, I didn't Joe tell and Nick. You. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, so I, I think. So I think, I honestly, I think what Nick, uh, I'm going to copy what Nick said too. I don't think you miss much for not seeing in theaters. I think what, when me and Nick saw it at the screening, it was like the fan base was there. Like, again, we, we were there because right. you know, you know, the critics were there too. We sat in the critic section, but you can tell like the fans were in the, right Nick in the front. They were in the front or they're on the way back. And like, you can tell mm-hmm. like when something, something, something happened in the movie that was game related, they were like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is crazy. Like you can tell, like the die-hard like fans of this fran- of this game and like this like this this lore, we're gonna show up no matter what. Like whether the movie's gonna be good or not, it was gonna it, they're mm-hmm. gonna show up regardless. But I truly think that you didn't you didn't miss much seeing not, not seeing in theaters. I think this was again as someone you know, as we're all we're all th- pro theatrical. We're like this is the way to go. Movie theaters, this and that. I truly will. This is my, on record, I will say, I don't think you miss much by seeing it on Peacock. Personally. Yeah, I, uh, uh, no, I definitely agree. Uh, especially because like things do get out of hands when it comes to fans sometimes in just big groups. I think I'm happy that I avoided the theater because yeah. like what was it the first day it came out there was like a gigantic fight in oh, one of the fight. theaters. Dude, yeah, like, and I'm pretty sure it's like dude. a bunch of like high schoolers. Oh. It looked like high schoolers. So I, you know, and knowing Chicago, it might have been Chicago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, you know, just trying to yeah, I, I'm glad I stayed home. No, you what's crazy, Joe? That was opening day. That was at a fucking advanced screening. Dude, what? That was at advanced, advanced screening. Screen, Jesus dude. Christ! So that had to be Chicago or somewhere like Harlem or somewhere in New York for sure, Jesus. or LA, or LA. No, I'm glad LA. I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm like, glad. I'm honestly, yeah, I, I don't mind seeing it at home. Jesus wh- Christ! What are you fighting for? Like, oh my God, somebody wasn't good. I'm gonna fight somebody. Like, what was the purpose of that fight? Like, I, I I'm so curious of that. <laughs> I came home to do a, a reaction video for me and Nick, and I was like on Twitter, or whatever. It was like, oh my God. At the screen, someone someone had a brawl. I was like, "The movie didn't come out yet. Like, how's there a fight already?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" I made a joke to my friends because I know how the internet is, but I don't want to say it on the show because <laughs> I don't know how people would react to it. But it's, yeah, I'll I'll let y'all Text after the later. show's done. I'll I'll tell you both. No, I'll just okay. tell you both when the show's done. Right, but like, you know, it, it's just. Uh yeah no. <laughs> oh, dude, guess what? I want to stay oh my god! Stand. Guess where it was? Fucking London, bro. London? <laughs> Fucking London, bro. You shouldn't know with all those hoodies and hoods on, bro. I um, I, re- I remember seeing I again I remember seeing I think it was Shazam in London, 
And oh my god, bro, everyone was sucking like obnoxious as fuck. And this one guy threw a bottle at the screen. And I was like, bro, it's not that serious, man. Like, relax. I people were angry at that movie, and I was like, bro, it's fucking Shazam. Like, chill. Like, not that serious, please. <laughs> like, relax, relax. <laughs> I was like, come Facts. on now. But yeah, this was yeah, this was at uh yeah, this was uh this was at uh, apparently in the UK. And I was like, but you're right, like, oh this is for sure Chicago or somewhere in LA or somewhere in New York. I was like, ah, who knows? No, it, it was just it happened. It, it's I can't say I'm surprised it was in London. But I'm like, but out of all the movies too, why? Like wh- why this movie? Like we all like it's like, this movie was bad. No, fuck you. And start fighting each other. Like it's not that early in the show. It's not that serious, bro. <laughs> it's not that serious. So I'm like, I'm like, oh come on now. But yeah, guys. Yeah. So yeah, you heard Nick. You heard Joel. You heard my review. My review was uh, posted a week ago. Again, it made a lot of money. You know, I think Blumhouse. I think Jason Blum. Blumhouse knew what they I knew what they were getting involved with. I think. You know, I I, I do think too that. In my review, I said this felt like a first draft of a script that wasn't really polished mm-hmm. yet. Because I was hearing a thing on, oh man, I think it was Double Toasted podcast, and they were saying that the guy Scott Cawthorn, who or Cawthorn, whatever his name is, he when he wrote, wrote the script, I think he was going to sell it to Warner Brothers originally, and WB was like, "Cool, thank you so much. We'll take it from here." And he goes, "No, no, 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 I- I'm involved with this movie." And they were like, what? They were like, no, no, no. If you're making this movie, I'm going to be involved. And they were like, oh, shit. So they're kind of like, oh, oh. And then he walked. So apparently, like, he was like, cool. If I'm not going to be involved, I'll see you later. Deuces. And he took off. I think Jason Blum got the rights like years ago. So I, th- I think he was on either Seth Myers or Jimmy Fallon. And he was saying, like, it's been like 10 years of his life making, trying to make this movie. And I was like, 10 years? Jesus Christ. Um, and he, he was saying, like, they had so many different directors, different writers. And if you pull up, like, kind of like, the history of the time on this movie, like, there were so many different filmmakers and directors attached and writers attached. It went through so many different, like, uh, script revisions and everything. And I was like, wow, this is a, this must have been a hot script for this hot, for this game that was so popular. But, like I said, in my review, I said that I think this was definitely felt like a first draft of a script to what you said too, Joe. It was like, again, cool seeing Matthew Lillard back. I think also Hutcherson's a very good actor too. I think it's kind of overlooked as well. as a young talent as well. But it, I think I think there was room for improvement. And my so I was listening to the, the, the uh, Double Toasted podcast, they were saying it would have been cool if he wasn't going home every night. If he was like staying there for five nights at the actual pizzeria, that would give him more mm. suspense. Because if, if you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you're kind of losing the momentum, kind of losing kind of like the, the, the scare, like, ooh, like, he's going home, he's fine. But if you were stuck there for five nights, we're more of a tighter script. Like, think of this. Movie opens, Universal Blumhouse. A car rolls up. Shh, stops. You see him in the car at the pizzeria. You hear Matthew Lillard saying, hey, there's a job for you, blah, 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 blah. And he's there for five nights. He can't leave. Like, he can't leave. Like, I mean, he can try to leave, but he's kind of stuck there. I think if it was a tighter script, it would have been like, oof, like, I feel the scares. 
but he was going home. He was going to the, the seeing his aunt. He was kind of doing shit, you know, at the park with his, the, the officer. Like, I was kind of like, go back. Like, go back. So even one point, I, my watch, I was like, we're almost an hour in. Where's these fucking scares at? Like, you know, where are they at? <laughs> I'm like, we'll show up. So, I don't know. I, I that, definitely... That's a really, really good point. Right? Damn, like if yeah, if, if he would have just stayed there the whole time, then like it, it would have just been like really fucking tense the whole time. That claustrophobia, Damn, dude, that that feels suspense. That like, been trapped. That would have been. You know what? I th- I think if if Blumhouse wasn't as mainstream, like if it was more like a twenty four, like a yes. more like indie studio, then they told they 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 totally would have done that. So, yeah, I, I think I was kind of surprised because I feel like. Well, also too, I, again, you and I are still in the, in the minority that we like Exorcist for what it, the last one and for what it was. Even though we got fucking that death was, threats, I couldn't believe no one else liked it. That was Bro, insane to me. I was telling Kaylin, I was telling your girl at, at our party, I was like, "We got death threats," and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, over a movie that you not really enjoyed." Even Lee was like, "Yeah, you loved it the most," and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's out. Yeah, we did. We we enjoyed it, but you know." teach their own but you but you make a point Nick. you're right i think it was more of an a24 more like kind of like a less mainstream but also too i feel like i think they spent a lot of the money on the animatronics for sure and i don't want to sound like you know like and because we're all aspiring filmmakers all four of us including moses i don't think my thing was that this is a really big ip this is a very big this is a very big game to give that to a first-time filmmaker who has made nothing before that that's a big risk and they got lucky because it paid off and you know, no 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 diss to her what's what she made she made a lot of money on the back end deal for this movie i applaud her for that but like i do think that if you're gonna have a big ip big game like this have her do at least one or two movies first and then work your way up and i use it all the time ryan cooler fruitville station creed Remember, Creed also was a very kind of modest budget, like 50 mil or less that budget movie. And then Black Panther, which is a huge IP, or Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Little Woman, huge IP, Barbie, it's a billion dollars. I do think that Blumhouse is very, they take a risk in their filmmakers as well as their comms, like, you know, collaborators. I, I do think that they might have gone with someone either who was more seasoned or maybe has more films under the belt. But like this, this director, again, who I'm very curious to see what she's going to do next, either a sequel or something else. But I do think she was kind of too green to like, hey, I'm taking on this big-ass franchise, big-ass IP. I'm going to do it. My first movie. That's a lot. That's a lot to that ask is. for. It's a, like, I mean, good for her, but holy shit. That's a, that's a lot of pressure as well. That's a lot of trust. It's a, a lot of trust. A new person. Like, for, you know, I can understand when people, like, you know, see something that, you know, directors have done by themselves or with low budgets and, you know, be like, this person has a lot of potential. Like, I trust them. But to, like, have done nothing and got that trust to do such a big movie like this, that's wild. That's like, it's like me doing a movie right now. <laughs> you honestly, know what I mean? Honestly, like, Joe, that, yeah. that's so crazy. That's honestly insane. Well, honestly, Joe, I don't want to sound like, you know, like an asshole here, but like that's kind of how it, I mean, it's kind of how, yeah, it's kind of you doing it. But also I feel like 
you know video games a lot. Like you know, I think you know more video games than her. That you can understand cinematic difference, game difference. How can you combine the two? Because you're a gamer and you know the lore, you know story building, you know things. And I think you would have known more personally <laughs> about how to like bridge the two of gaming and cinema together. Where I think this was kind of like she goes, "Cool, y'all hiring? I got a job." And I do think that I think her as a filmmaker. Again, I'm Emma Tammy. I think she has a lot to say as a filmmaker. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. But I think it would have been cool to say, hey, Blumhouse, we're, we're going to give you her a low-budget movie. Do an original. Do, do like Jordan Peele. Do, like, do your Get Out. Do your original movie. And then, hey, you know what? We've worked with you before. Let's, do, let's bring you on Friday Night's Freddy's. I think Blumhouse should have... I can't put on Blumhouse more than her. Where it's like, hey, we should, we, should, we should give you your own movie first. I make it for, yeah, Blumhouse is very cheap too. Two to five mil, whatever. Do your thing. And then when you're ready, we have this waiting for you. If you're really into this, we have this waiting for you. Like, get, I, again, which is the last time too, Josh Trank. Crocko, we all fucking love. It's an amazing movie. Holy shit, it's an amazing movie. But to mm-hmm. me, you go into that to Fantastic Four, that seems like, whoa, chill, chill, chill. You only have one movie down. You have an IP already like that. You gotta relax. You have you have a good cast, but relax. That's a huge jump from a low, 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 low found footage movie superheroes to a huge Marvel property like that. You got to give it time. You got to give some time. I do. I truly do think that if she had more films under her belt, I think would have been like, oh wow, okay, this is definitely no. She has experience in horror. She has horror stuff with this and that, whatever. She's ready for this movie. I think Blumhouse kind of desperate. They were like, you know what? Let's go. We're doing it. You got. They, I think they should have taken their time with like the script and development. Unless the guy who made the game was like, nope, need done tomorrow. But like I said too, like this movie's been in development for ten years. I think Blumhouse had it for ten years, and they were working for it. I think they should have spent more time with her to develop the script. Because they had three three writers on this movie, including her and the creator of the game. It just seemed like a really first rough draft of the script that wasn't tested before either. Like, and what we're doing this movie, I'm not gonna test it. You know, God be with us all. And it's like you should take more time if you ask me. But again, that's just me. <laughs> this is me. That's just me. But again, it made a lot of money. She's smart with her money. She made a lot of money on the back end. So you know, kudos to her. But yeah, we'll see how it does. We'll see, we'll see how it does in the long run, as well as sequel talk too. Because I think Blood Must be like, we're doing 200 more, like Paramount Activity five, six, seven, eight. You don't want to. You don't want to like. You don't also don't want to beat this franchise to the ground either. <laughs> but yeah, again, that's true. That's just me. That's just me. Alrighty. So guys, I mean, I sent you guys in the group chat today too. We have a lot of trailers to talk. Oh my god, it's been like trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, also yeah, today the the actor the SAG actor had, had another strike, which is awesome. You know, people going back to work. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Deadpool 3 soon, hopefully. But hopefully no one rushes their movies as well. So the first one I want to talk mm-hmm. about, I think you guys saw this one too, is you guys saw the trailer for The Fall Guy, right? With Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. I did. Uh, that yeah, looks, I did. That looks amazing. Dude, that looks like it's going to be really good. This shit looks awesome. This shit looks so fucking good. Um, it's David Leach who did the first John Wick, Deadpool 2. Atomic Blonde, 
um, Hobbs and Shaw and Bullet Train. So I was like, okay, oh, yeah. he knows action for sure. You got Ryan yeah. Gosling, especially after kind of- Bullet Train. Oh, bro, so good, dude. Bullet Train is so fucking good. Oh my god, it's so good, dude. Bro. Bullet Train, oh and he's also again like Chad Slusky who did the first the John Wick franchise. They're both stunt guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're big movies. Worth again, if you don't know, David Leach for our listeners, David Leach was Brad Pitt's stunt double in Fight Club, which is really cool. And then you know, years later, he had a cameo in Deadpool two, and he directing him in a feature film, which is Bullet Train. So these guys, Chad Slusky, David Leach, Kelly McCormick, and the people at A Seven North and Eleven, the action guys. These guys have really kind of rebooted action for all of us, for the new generation, whether it's John Wick, Deadpool 2, you know, Atomic Blonde, Bullet Train. These guys know action no matter what. And I think, yeah, the trailer, I talked to you and to Joe, I was like, this shit looks fucking awesome. Looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because I'm like, I didn't know this, this was a TV series back in the day. You know, kind of, kind of really corny, like 80s action series back in the day. But I'm what? like, no, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. It was a, Same it was a TV series. Yeah, no, I was didn't know that at all. It's called The Fall Guy with Lee Majors. Never heard of it. That, yeah, I've I've heard that name before. I've heard that name before, but yeah. I can't quite place his I, I I know him from. <laughs> this would be crazy. This is a reach. He was the grandpa. In the Ben 10 live action movie years ago, never saw it. Wait, which which Ben 10 movie? The the original, the original live action the, movie on Cartoon Network years ago. The first was it not Race Against Time? Yes, sir. Where yes, he, sir. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It yep. was like the British alien villain. Yeah, I remember yep. that. Yep, Race Against Time. He played wow. he played the grandfather, and that's all I know him from. And when I saw the Fall Guy, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait for this David Leach, Jared Gosling." I'm like, "Blunt, I'm, I'm, I'm for this." And sure enough, it was, it was, it was based on a 80 series that ran in the 80s called The Fall Guy, called by the adventures of a film stunt man who moonlights as a bounty hunter when movie work is slow. And I was like, "Oh, Ooh. now I get it. You got David Leach, Ron Gosling, who I fucking just adore so much. I love man crush on him." Um, and I'm like, "Okay." You got a hot actor, got a really good actor who could pull off anything, and you got David Leach, a fil- stunt action guy. Let's go. Nick, you first, my friend. What were your thoughts of the trailer overall? Are you excited for it? What are your thoughts? I'm super excited for it, man. Again, like I said earlier, especially after Bullet Train, because Bullet Train was just like... So good. Uh, not, not to... Um, not to speak in hyperbole, not to sound too dramatic, but I'm like, I've never seen an action movie like this, man. It was, yes. it was like as action, like the action, the fight choreography was on par with the comedy in this movie. And typically, mm. I feel like those don't usually mesh. Like I remember, I, I it was either 2009 or 2011. This movie called Night and Day with mm. uh, Tom Cruise and, and Cameron Diaz. You guys remember this where it was like, yeah, it James seemed like Mangold. it was such a big deal because it was like, James Mangold, that's right. Because it, it was, it was, everyone was, was excited for it because it was like, oh man, like it's, it looks like the action is going to be like really, really good because it's Tom Cruise, but it also looks equally funny and you know, blah, blah. Like, so everyone was excited for it. I, and I don't know what everyone thought about it, but me personally, I'm like, the, the action just wasn't really there. Like everything mm-hmm. was kind of soft. So, 
I agree. Like, you feel me? Yeah. So, so watching Bullet Train, like it was kind of like I don't really have those concerns over it, but mm-hmm. it was it still kind of surprised me despite that. Just the quality of the action and the humor and how it was all of these like twists and turns and and narratives that that tied into each other and everything like that. I thought that was really cool. My only thing is I feel like uh marketing like the the trailers and the TV spots showed too much because okay. I feel I when I was watching it I'm like yeah, this would have been a much better experience if we really just thought it was Brad Pitt on a train trying to find like a lost briefcase and maybe someone stole it and that's it. And then when you watch the movie, you find about, you find out about like Zazie Beetz's character and, and this character and that character and da, 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 da. And like, you know, I feel like that would have been kind of like, mm-hmm. that would have just been like, like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah. But, um, for the fall guy, <laughs> I feel like I kind of rambled a little bit. Um, it's the show. But no, yeah, it looks it looks funny, man. Like I, I'm, I'm especially excited to see like how they do the stunts and how they kind of tie that in with the story and the and the comedy. Because that one shot where he was like he was hanging onto like a rope on like the back of a truck and oh, he was yeah. kind of like <laughs> like standing on a board or something like that. I'm like, this looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like this, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And my bad, slight tangent, but you you gave out some some trivia about the Ben Ten movie. Yeah, I got some I got some trivia to match yours. You you guys have seen um, the Bill and Ted movies, right? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, excellent, of course. Yeah, excellent. Which one was which one was the blonde one? The blonde one. Yeah the the one that was not Keanu Reeves. Oh. Uh, 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 I think it's it's Bill, right? <laughs> That's Bill. Okay, well, because uh, I remember the actor's name was uh, is I Alex think Winter. Alex Winters. I want to say, yeah, he directed uh, those live action Ben Ten movies. No shit, dude. Oh wow, dude, no kidding, dude. That no, was wow. Him, okay, yeah. The reason I also I never knew that, and that kind of blows my mind now because I love because I saw Bill and Ted like that's like five seven years ago. It was recently, and I was like, oh, this movie's fucking awesome. It's it's funny. Like pre like pre, when Keanu was like you know like before Neo and John Wick, obviously. It was funny about that though. Oh yeah. There, there's, there's a line in Entourage. I forgot what season it is. Where I think in season three, where Ari Gold by Jerry Piven was like because like his boss is kind of this like tight ass you know British like head of the head of the agency for actors or whatever. And his wife, uh, Ari Gold's wife, is like, "Man, why are you so upset?" He goes, "You know, I'm upset. <laughs> Twenty years ago, we're the Bill and Ted premiere, and my boss goes, hey, I have Keanu. Guess what? You're the other guy.' <laughs> and then walks off. <laughs> yeah, I've heard him. I've heard like amazing things about Alex Winter, which is so funny. But like, when I saw that, <laughs> saw that like recently, I was like. Yeah, that's kind of fucking funny. I mean, it's kind of true, but I'm like, that is hilarious. That is ruthless. I'll take Keanu. You take him. The other, the other guy. <laughs> it's like, well, that's a big, fuck. it's a big funky use of my that's career. Cold. That's fucked up. <laughs> Imagine being him, like watching that. Like you're Alex Winters, you watch that. You're like, all right, fuck these guys. Yeah, I'd be like, man, man fuck y'all. Uh, wow, but I never knew the Ben Ten movies. That's wow. That that is some. That is really some. You know, 
that full circle shit. That's man. wild, man. That's wild, man. That's so wild. <laughs> All right, Joe. You, my friend, I texted you this, this trailer. What are your thoughts yeah, about sorry. it? Are you excited uh, about it? What are your thoughts? I am. I'm hopeful for it. Okay, I'll say okay. that at the least. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna be super excited about it, but I'm not gonna like already give it like a negative re- negative view on it. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it can work. Um, but when it comes to like action love movies, they don't really do as well as they did back in the day. You know, I feel like at those types of movies did a lot better, and we've done them a lot. You know, we did uh. Was it the right guy? We did the one that you were talking about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, which those did pretty well, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. Uh, but again, I am a gigantic fan of Ryan Gosling. You know, for a long time, you know, I told you about Place Beyond Pines. Pines. I, I, I love Drive. I love, I, I love a lot of the movies he does. You know, um, I am hopeful for this movie because it gives me a good. Uh, like, it gives me the feeling of two movies mixed together, which are both Ryan Gosling movies, which is Crazy Stupid Love and uh, <coughs> The Nice Guys put yeah. together. That's uh, good. Yeah, so I uh, am hoping that this movie turns out well. I, I really do like Emily Blunt. I love Ryan Gosling. Uh, so I'm ex- uh, uh I'm... I am excited to see it, uh, and I'm just hoping that it turns out really, really good. I I think it's good. I I'm looking forward to it. I again, I think I agree. I think it's safe to be hopeful. But I love the comparisons of Crazy Super Love and Nice Guys. That's a fucking awesome comparison, by the way. I love I love that. I love that. And you know, you know, I talk about a lot about like, oh man, more IP, like oh another remake, whatever. But I think that that, that, that you know, all three of us didn't know that this was a TV show before. It's kind of cool that like, wow, they're kind of bringing something back that like had not been done yet since the original. And they're kind of putting a, a new twist on it with like the action, the direction, the casting or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, you know, we see so much, all the remakes and reboots, whatever. It's like, oh, another one of these. But I kind of think like if this does well, and I hope it does well. I feel like it might become one of those kind of like, you know, 21 Jump Street reboots that kind of like, oh, shit. No one asked for this, but it worked. Like this, this is gonna be cool. It's mm. gonna be a, you know a win, hopefully. You know, like and you should like should, like Baywatch or you know like Chips. Like no one saw that shit. That, that, that's kind of ass. Both of them kind of kind of like we kind of suck. But like you, you never you never know. Like with the right IP, when it comes to reboot or remaking, if it works, it works. And I and I really think that you have these two great stars, Gosling and. Um, uh, Emma, Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone. Emily Blunt, like you. Emma Stone. Shame Emma Stone. Emma I know, Stone. dude. Oh, I'm thinking you, of Crazy Love. Oh, man. You deserve I got fired for that. You deserve from her said, I would have said Emma Stone, bro. I know. Emma Will Smith, where you are. You're kicked off the show now. I'm on the show, man. You're fired. John Krasinski's going to slap you in the face. Oh, dude. I had it coming. But Emily Blunt, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, also Winston Duke, who I love, who's great in you know uh, Black Panther and uh, I want to see him in more stuff. Me too, man. He's a he's really charismatic. He's a lot of charm, a lot of charm to him too. So like I'm looking forward to seeing his kind of like chemistry between him and Ryan Gosling as well. 
But uh, yeah, I'm hyped for this one, man. March 1st, like, again, I, I love, again, also, I love that uh, then Universal is still doing theatrical. This could, this could have been a streaming movie, too, but they said, nope, it's going to be a live, big budget, live act, again, in theaters, for the movie theaters. I love that. I think, I, kind of, to me, I'm kind of, we're seeing, I think also with the strike ending, too, today, this yesterday, too, is that we're going to see more of like, hey, a push theatrical, because you know why? The past couple of months, they lost a lot of money. I think it's kind of like, hey, we gotta make shit in theaters to get our money back. <laughs> that's how I see. That's how I see it too, and I and I hope I'm right. But um, yeah, no, I'm hyped for this one. I'm hyped for this one. David Leach to me, Tess Galeski, those guys have done no wrong. If you ask me, with come their action and filmography. So I'm looking forward to this one. I'm glad you guys are too. Hoping it's good. Alrighty. So with that down, something that I think was really interesting too. I mean, I think, Nick, you and I talked about something about a week ago or so, I think before the screening as well, is that it also, you know, Joe's been on his day one, like, when he got announced at Comic-Con, is that, yo, this Blade movie, what the fuck is up? Like, this movie's been talked about for, like, man. years, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it seems like it's just, like, like, a circus is going on over there, because one of the last things I heard before hearing that it is, like, is back on track now is, like, he was going to be the fourth lead in the movie. Yes. Like, what Jonah, the, yep, that makes yep. absolutely no sense at all. Like, why would you do that? And especially, you you, know, you have to be aware of the expectations people are going to have for this character and for this movie. It's, but, like, for the character and for the actor playing the character, like, to have him as the fourth lead, like basically in his own movie, it's, it's purely what nonsensical. My guys. Like what? It's the ridiculous. It's like, what, what the hell are y'all thinking? This, I, this movie's going to crash and burn. You think so? <laughs> Even with the new updates? Uh, it, dude, there's just too much that are just, I feel like it's too much headspin. And like, how are you going to make the main character fourth? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, that, that no 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 sorry sorry to interrupt that yeah, was but, before but, hey, did, did that you hear before. about the rewrites no yeah Joe. Did so you hear about the rewrites okay, though, after okay. that so all right good, i good, haven't good heard point, about this so this is pretty cool so also too i'm not gonna lie too i remember nick i saw, I saw you a day of that was announced like this is bro this is 2019 this is like july you me and the boys went to the clubs we're like oh my god new blade let's go and i was like i'm so much Ali, man this is a guy man two-time award-winning actor award-winning actor much Ali, who's the fucking like one of the best actors working today we're like, oh my god, this would be yeah, crazy. I'm excited for that. This is crazy. This would be crazy. And I remember, and I remember Joe, Joe, I remember Joe was too, all to us, July 2019. Joel goes, Joe goes, I'm intrigued, but it's a reboot. <laughs> I said, shit, he's right. <laughs> and Joe, Joe goes, listen, Doug, I'm in, yeah, great, great casting, I'm not gonna lie. But Joe was right. Joe goes, Doug, it's a reboot. And I was like, shit, he's right. It is a reboot. Yeah. And Joe, and Joe goes, and it's fucking Disney. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, he's right." And and Damn, and, and also, yeah. I, I remember I remember that Marvel Comic Con panel too, because Kevin Feige goes, someone goes, "Rider R," and he goes, "Nope, PG thirteen, and you're gonna like it." And then Joseph, that YouTube clip, he goes, "Told you." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So I was like, "Ooh, <sighs> fuck!" And I was like, "Damn it." But so anyway, to your point, to your, to your point, Nick, to your point, Joe. So this movie's been in what, like, fucking hell, development hell for like four years. They hire, again. This is, this is for five years, man. This is crazy. There's when they hired a first-time writer, first-time director, 
And I said, oh, mm-hmm. no. And I told you this, Nick. I told you this to Joe, to Joe and also Moses. I said, I don't like this. This is a... These people who have read this movie have no experience writing a movie before. And this director has not done nothing before. And again, we're all spying filmmakers. Yeah, I don't know why they kept fucking doing that. Because wasn't that the problem with um with She Hulk also? They again, I I I want again. I, I want to uplift. I want to inspire. Uh, uh, you know, aspiring filmmakers because we're all that too. All four of us are that. But for a, for an IP like these movies, like like that, or even Eternals, or you know, even you know, anything, whatever. That's and, a really big risk. Go ahead, Joe. And and Blade is honestly. Out of all of them, Blade is the biggest risk. Yes. Because Huge Blade has yeah. such a gigantic like fan base. I'm not even talking Huge, about the dude. movies. I'm talking about the character himself, uh, yeah. the comic books. Oh my, my father, who is probably 60 now. I, I'm not good with my parents' ages. I don't pay attention. They're getting older. It's math. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't pay attention. To my, I don't know my mom's age. So if my dad's listening to this, sorry. He's <laughs> um, like 60 now, right? He grew up reading Blade comics. Like he told me about, like he he put me on the Blade movies. You know, he bought them. We went to go see them in theaters. Like he loved the Blade movies. He he told me about the comic books. He showed me comic books he's had. So like so for them getting such a big character, right? Within you know, with to 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 do a new movie with such a exceptionally big cast, by the way, the, who who do have experience, who have done mm-hmm. really well, mm-hmm. and then having a director who has no experience whatsoever, you know, what I mean, it's it's that's a really huge risk, you know, what I mean, it's like getting a manager for for power plant with a veteran workers with a uh, with a with a 20 year old manager who just does not know what he's doing well don't want to say don't know but you know what i mean no i get it i get New it yeah yeah, yeah yeah i got you so I got you. so that is such a huge risk you know because if this movie does fail they're not gonna let that director live it down they're gonna throw that director under the bus but also if they try to do anything else with this character no one's gonna want to watch, or no one's gonna have faith in it, because really, it's gonna be like the the third, you know, uh, new Star Wars movie where it's just gonna be freaking, you know, uh, damage control. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to see that, especially for Hell such a great no. character as for a character that needs to be rated R, and someone's telling you it's PG thirteen, you're gonna love it. That's terrifying, <laughs> dude. I cannot agree more. I remember following this a lot during COVID. So I'm like, it keeps getting delayed, 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 delayed. And then the director left the guy who made nothing before. I don't want to butcher the guy's name, but like he was kind of just saying, I I don't know what, what the fuck. And then the script was so bad. It was like, it was retelling. It was, you said Nick, it was a, it was like a, he was like a fourth character in his own movie. Is that what it said? Mm -hmm. He was, he was the fourth lead. So it was fourth lead, and apparently there was... Yeah, that's like, who, who, was, who was the other three leads then, if not yeah, him? My ass? My question mark? It's like, wh- <laughs> what? Like, Mickey Mouse can be in this bitch? I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, it's not good. And apparently there was only one action scene at the very end. And the director left, 
and Mahershala Ali was getting pissed. This is like 2021. He was like, what the fuck, guys? Like, it's been two years now. I signed off this movie. I'm, I'm turning away projects for this movie. I'm getting older, too. What the fuck? And I'm just like, oh, no, this is not good. They leave. They bring on another guy, another writer, who I think have won awards, whatever. And now, to your point, Nick, he's the fourth lead, and it was so bad. And they hired this guy, Jan Dimaj, who I actually like as a director. He made a movie called White Boy Rick that literally no one saw but me. I remember seeing it during college. I, I, I remember you telling me about that. I also did not see it. No, me either. I remember. And I yeah. wanted to. It's, on my it's list, good. Though. It's a, it's a solid movie. No, it's not great, but it's a solid movie. I remember walking to that movie. I think I think it was I think it was our junior year of college, Nick. It was 2018. I remember like I had, like time before cl- like three hours before class, and I was like, I'm gonna see a movie. I'm going to AMC, you know, the AMC bar uh, campus, right? I walked over and I was like, What's playing? White boy Rick. I'm like, All right, cool. I'm McConaughey. Let's go in. There was no one in that theater. I was like, hmm, go figure. And I was like, you know what? This was a cool character study. Wasn't a great movie, but you know, I liked it for what it was. Cool, kind of like good, you know. Again, young. It was like Jonathan Majors before he blew up. YG, hmm. uh, you know Matthew McConaughey, who I love, Bruce Dern, like uh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who I love from Atlanta. Love, great cast. Put it kind of blew up, but it was kind of missing, kind of like a, a substance. And they announced him, and I was like, okay, he's on television. He's a few, he's a few movies down his belt. Whether they're good or not, he has experience. And I was like, okay, Jan Damage. I'm like, all right, that's cool. He's experienced. I like it. And then they brought in this other guy. I think his name was Nick Pizzato was the writer. And I was like, okay, what does he wrote? Was, was, was he written as his career? And I think it was, let's see, because the girl originally, uh, Stacey Osei Kufour, was a story editor on stuff like Watchmen, Pen15, and Hustlers, and that's it. And I was like, okay, she wrote something before, but like not a feature film link. And I think it's hard when a writer from a TV series, your first big move you're writing is uh, MCU Marvel IP, like Blade, like he's like Tujo. Blade's a huge fucking deal. This is a big. This is a big character. Um, and she wrote for Ben Fifteen. You said Ben Fifteen's fucking hilarious. Oh, I, I bet I heard it's really good. But like, do you think that like would be good for a Blade movie though? Also, again, I think she really wrote what, what episode of that show too. Oh, one episode? No, not at all. Mm. Okay, she wrote she wrote one episode of Pen Fifteen, and. She was a story editor on Watchmen and and on Hunters, and that's it. She wasn't a staff writer. Again, I, I don't. Again, I, again, I admire her work. And she still a good resume for writer. I'm jealous of her, but I'm like, you have no anything feature film. I'm like, uh oh. And they brought in this guy, Mike Starbury. I'm like, okay, okay, here we go. And same thing. He's only wrote stuff like episode of When They See Us, which I heard is amazing. Which is an amazing show by Ava DuVernay, who I admire a lot. And then Colin in Black and White. Which I don't think that did too well in, on Netflix. So I'm like, okay, you have you have a few tell you have a few anthology or miniseries, but not a full series, not a full show or a movie. I'm like, okay. And then they brought in Nick Pozzato, who wrote stuff like uh, The Guilty, The Max Seven remake with Denzel and Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so I think I think he co-created co-created uh, True Detective, which is a great show. I was like. Oh, okay. But then I heard it. Then I heard his script was asked too. And I'm like, what's going on with this movie? Like, what's going on? This is crazy. How, how come no one can figure it out? I, I think it was a Disney thing. I think it was a Kevin Feige thing. I think this movie was all over the place. But also, you, your main actor wants to walk. 
Mersha Ali wants to walk, dude, because you're like, I'm, I'm turning away projects for this movie that's not even ready yet. Right, right in post-production. I remember talking to a guy that Moses knew during COVID that worked on, worked on these big sets, and he was like, yep, Blade I delayed three or four times already. I was like, three or four times for a Jeez. Marvel movie? Oh, no. So last week, it was announced, Michael Green I said, wait a second, Michael Green has wrote two of my favorite movies of all time. Logan and Blade Runner 2049. I said, okay, mm-hmm. now we're cooking, now we're cooking. He also, he also, he also, he also, co- he also wrote all the Agatha Christie murder on the Orient Express trilogy for Kenneth Branagh. So he wrote all those movies. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. He, okay. He, he co-wrote Alien Covenant, which I, announced, I haven't seen before. I heard it was kind of mixed from what I've heard. And I, I, would, I, would, I would recommend Alien Covenant. Uh, okay. I, I would, I would especially like to see your thoughts on it. Yeah, because I Got enjoyed you. it. Like, I there's some stuff I'm kind of like, eh, cool. but overall, I'm like, it was, it was kind of dope though. He also wrote Nick. He wrote ten episodes of Smallville. Oh hell yeah, I'm sold. One hundred and ten percent, I'm sold. Okay, the only thing though he's written that I'm like, oh no, is fucking Green Lantern in 2011. Hmm. You know, but you know what? That he he. Well, go ahead. That's no. I'm just saying that that's a weird one because the Green Lantern movie just seemed kind of weird from the get go. Like, yeah, it really seems like that movie should have worked because even even you know obviously um like Logan and and all the other stuff hadn't happened yet, but like you got Michael Green writing the script. And you got Martin Campbell directing the movie. And Martin Campbell revitalized the James Bond franchise twice. The first time he did it was mm-hmm. it was either 1995 or 1996 with Goldeneye, the first Pierce Brosnan uh, James Bond movie. And it was, it was such a big hit, and he was a lot of people's favorites. And then oh, they're like, we got to fucking reboot it. You know, we got to make Casino Royale, and we got to do like a younger, more gritty Bond, and blah, blah, blah. Who are we gonna get to direct Martin Campbell and Casino Royale? That's like that's a fu- that's one of like the the best Craig movies, like mm-hmm. out of in 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 his tenure. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. Green Lantern just really seems like it should have worked, and I just I don't get why it didn't. I think there was no, you know what? Yeah, there was it was some studio interference. I remember uh, Martin sure. Campbell. He wanted to cast Bradley Cooper as as Hal Jordan. But I think the studio wanted how wanted um uh, Ryan uh what's his name Ryan Reynolds <laughs> Ryan Reynolds yeah um Ryan Reynolds yeah and it's like I'm kind of like dang you know because Loki Bradley Cooper is um Hal Jordan that that would be dope especially in in a good Martin Campbell movie if it was like like imagine like a Bradley Cooper a Green Lantern movie directed by Martin Campbell but it's kind of like as good as you know. Uh, like Goldeneye or Casino Royale, for example. Be crazy. Oh, and also, he uh, Martin Campbell. That'd be insane. And also, because remember, he he did um, the Mask of Zorro. Yep, you read my mind, Nick. I was like, I, wait, I, he did the Mask of Zorro. That, I was like, wait a second, dude. That, that's that's one of my that's what that's 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 my top ten. Mask of Zorro. That's that's probably my my number one of all time and, favorite movie. And to your point, Nick, you know what I think? Guess what? After Green Lantern. He didn't write shit. I think he was in writer jail. He was like, fuck you, we're not hiring you anything. And his next thing he wrote as a movie was Logan. So it's kind of like, ah, you waited. So you were on, you were on writer jail for a couple of years. 
You know why? The rent he was due. Rent was due, and he was cooking something with with uh, with James Mangold, which was Logan. I remember you and I saw opening night. We're like, holy shit! And when Joe and Sebastian saw it at the screening, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And when you and I saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I was like, Michael Green. He wrote Logan. I was like, fuck, man, this guy can write a really good movie. I was like, oh shit, like Logan and but twenty forty nine were my two top ten of that year. I was like, wow, who's this guy? And then sure enough, he wrote a show show called American Gods. That Joe was like, bro, this movie's so fucking show so fucking good. You gotta watch the show, man. I, I remember Joe was Yo, raving about this uh, show, right, Joe? That was him. Yeah, it, American Gods. Such, that's the show. He he was showrunner. Really? He was a showrunner. Yeah, it, Yo, that's my shit, dude. American Gods is so great, and it's based off of a book which I read. I didn't get to finish, but I read uh, most of it, and it's oh, like you gotta finish. They do get get it on so Audible because Neil Gaiman actually narrates. Oh, it. that's cool. That's really, cool, like I do gotta do it hey, once sick. I get a job, yeah. man. He, I definitely narrates it, it, and then at at the end of the book, like they interview him, and it's like you know, like what was the writing process like for the book, and blah blah blah, like what um inspired you, and like da 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 da, and like it's like it's him kind of like breaking it down and stuff, like they're like picking his brain and shit like that. It's dope. Nice. All right, for sure, I'll definitely so, definitely do that. So okay, so back to this. So Michael Green, he they, so apparently. Marshall Lee wanted to exit like as soon as possible, and so apparently Marvel goes, "Hey man, we gotta hire, we gotta hire a, a top tier actor, uh, sorry, top tier writer." And they got Michael Green. And last week I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "That's the guy. That's the guy." I'm like, "If he can write shit like American Gods, heard amazing from you guys, Logan, Blade Runner." Uh, Alien Covenant, as well as the I got the Christy. There's a huge fan base for that trilogy too. I was like, okay, this guy has written shit before for superheroes, for franchises. He knows. Were they all good? No, Green Lantern. But he knows <laughs> the lore and he knows like the franchise. So I was like, this is the guy. This is the guy. And I bet you he was like, I'm doing this shit. If I was Marvel. Any other boo-boo-ass script you had, throw it away, burn it, pee on it. I don't care. Burn that sucker. Throw it in the bin. Throw it in the fucking bin. If you can get Michael Green and Jan Dimash to see eye to eye and Kevin Feige do this shit, it's going to work. And the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, the other day, too, on the news was that they announced, oh, guess what? Rated R. I told you this. I told you this, Joe. I said, thank God. I was like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. Finally, finally. Whether it's them being desperate, they're like, "Oh shit, we can't fuck this up anymore." Okay, I'm asking you boys this too. This is how I feel too. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. This will be made though. For some reason, I have a weird gut feeling. It's gonna be like, yeah, just kidding. We're we're canceling this movie. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's Disney. It's Marvel. Disney. They have not done the greatest when it comes to a lot of things. Like you know, and we we talked about this. Like a lot of Star Wars projects have been canceled. A lot of I'm pretty sure Marvel projects have been canceled throughout the years as well so that years. we probably didn't pay attention to, and just general things. So honestly, I could see that happening. I wouldn't be surprised because honestly, they, dude, after so after you know, one 
how long it's been for them to to even get it to Almost this point. You know what I mean? To this point mm-hmm. is insanity. You know, it, years, it, and and the the main actor is tired. He wants to do other things. You have to you have to get the production moving. You have to all stay on point, and that's the issue when it comes to when it comes to like production and 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 you know when it comes to to, to company and the movie per you know production not seeing eye to eye. Um. They have to meet in the middle. They have to be like, mm-hmm. all right, let's like, we're gonna do it this way. You can't complain, and you got we gotta keep it moving. But it's really hard when you know the only real radar movie that Disney has allowed is Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> you know, like so. You know, like they took away the Punisher. They took away all these other. You know, they took away the Netflix mo- the shows, and you know, mm-hmm. they they edited mm-hmm. stuff out of it because they're just like family friendly. You know, and Blade is not that. So you know, if anything happens, if anything changes, and production doesn't get underway, we're fucked. The movie just not the movie scrapped. We never saw it. Never came to, and until Marvel is sold. To someone else, we <laughs> will probably never see Blade done correctly. Doesn't doubt me, man. Nick, what are your thoughts, my friend, with this news, with Michael Green on board? It seems like we're moving. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it's actually going to be made? Or what are your thoughts? I'm definitely very hopeful, man. Um, hopefully, Michael <laughs> Green comes through with an amazing script. And oh, when Mahershala so, Ali reads it, he's like, He's like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Hell yeah. And then they they just make it and it's an amazing movie because especially just an R-rated movie. And it it, it seems like Marvel Disney is kind of like doing a really dramatic restructuring of everything because um, Blade isn't even the only the only project that they've um, like fired the entire team off of because they did that with Daredevil and Born Again yep. too, and they got yep. like the, the the team from uh, from the Punisher Netflix series and the Loki series to to work on it. So it's like okay, it seems like it's it's very it's, it's obviously too early to tell, but it seems like things are headed in the right direction, um, and it seems like the quality of content overall from Dis- from Marvel is gonna start getting better. Hopefully, it actually does. Especially, especially with with Blade, man. Could you imagine? Because, dude, bro, Blade cannot be a weak movie. It can't be a watered down like this was a soft little. Yeah, it's Blade, but it's like Disney Marvel Blade, so it's kind of like it's a little soft and like it was kind of fun, but it was just like a little soft. It's like nah, like I'm not saying you got to go necessarily as hard as the Wesley Snipes trilogy did, right? But um. At the same time, it's like uh, take note, <laughs> take note of what they did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't give me no bullshit. Don't give me no Honestly, bullshit with this they, 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 man. Because they, they got, got y'all been fucking up way too long, man. After mm-hmm. Endgame, y'all just lost your shit. Y'all got confused. Y'all just started making every single project y'all could fucking make. Y'all ain't got no one leading this shit. Y'all talking about it's the motherfucking multiverse. Um, <laughs> it's the multiverse saga, but it's like. Uh okay, we've had like three projects talk about the multiverse, man. But like everything else has been like fucking Thor and She Hulk and like Moon Knight and like that. That's all cool and dandy and everything like that. But it's at the same time, it's like 
who is who is leading the this um these next few who's leading this saga because before it was iron man and captain america and thor like they were the main uh trinity kind of leading that that whole infinity stone saga and now we here we are in the multiverse saga and it's like based on kind of what i've seen it it seems like loki and dr strange should kind of be the like the 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 leads of the mcu right now but even then it's like we've only seen them in like one thing each it just it's too directionless and it's Mm -hmm. like okay what what the fuck y'all doing and uh, uh, all that is to say, I don't want Blade to get caught up in that bullshit. I hope when they make the Blade movie, they fucking just like they put their foot in it and they just make a really good movie. And it's like when you watch it, it's like, wow, hell yeah, finally, finally. I I am completely with Nick on this. I don't want to see any cameos. I don't want to see any other Marvel character in this. I just want it to be Blade and strictly Blade. I totally Dude, I don't want to I don't want to see like I don't want to see fucking, you know, Daredevil. I don't want to see fucking what's his name? The Fucking, uh, I don't want to see anyone that has to do with magic. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Make mm. it blade and strictly blade. If I, I fucking separate it from everything else. I don't want to see any bullshit. I don't want to see them in the future do PG-13 because they were just trying to get another character to team up with them. Like, I give no fucks. Like, I want strictly blade. <laughs> That's it. I don't care. I really don't. So I'm, I, I completely agree with Nick that I I don't want to see any bullshit. I just want it to be a really good Blade movie, and that's it. I don't care about expanding the universe. Like no, I don't. No one gives a shit anymore. They either people watch these things or they don't. But Blade, that has to be really good. (laughs) So I don't care about the universe. I don't like a lot of people. Honestly, don't give a shit about this Marvel universe stuff. It's really more of the diehard fans of cinema and everything. And honestly, like I don't. I don't like. Personally, as like a Blade fan, I I don't care about what they want. I want just a really good Blade movie that has know, nothing dude. to do with any other Marvel thing. I don't want it to see in a, like a little newspaper in the background. I don't want to see nothing. Just keep Blade, Blade. He he won't give a fuck about any of this. So keep Blade, Blade, please. <laughs> All right. So I, I this is what I'm thinking. Talk about this with you boys. Okay. So. Right now, with the strike ending, they're going back to work with Deadpool 3, which is supposed to come out now in July. I'm like, that's too soon. I, I They should put that back even more. I think they should put that back to late, late 2024, late 2025, because you're, you're, you're going to rush that shit now even more. I mean, I know half of it's finished before the strikes, and now you're kind of like, well, we want it done in July. I, I would push it back as much as you can. I want a good quality stuff. I'm asking you guys this. Do you think, it, since Deadpool 3... Is gonna be the first Disney Marvel movie that they ever had. I think it's gonna do well because it's fucking Ryan and Hugh are back, obviously. Do you think there's a chance that Disney's like, you know what? Let's wait how Deadpool 3 does. If it does well, we'll keep the R rating for Blade. If not, back to PG 13 or canceling it. Is there a, do you think that's a possibility, or am I kind of just being too paranoid about that? 
No, that that is truly a possibility. I'm hoping they, you're being paranoid they, about that. <laughs> I, yeah, but they've Damn. done it in the if past. They did shit like that, I would just have to. I don't know what I would do, bro. I they, would be so fucking fed up, gravely they've disappointed. <laughs> they've done it in the past. I felt like when it came oh, to yes. certain movies, they have. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if they truly did this because you know. It's just, it's just business bullshit where they're just thinking like, oh man, this movie didn't do well, even though we didn't listen to people and kept fucking in production, you know, and kept pushing for this movie to come out sooner than probably should have have, you know. But you know, that's not our fault. No, we're gonna, we're yeah, gonna do like, what uh, they, we they think is trying best. to make it. Um, it's like they're 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 just focused on pushing out all this content. I think Moses said it when he was on. Like, it's just. It's just product. It's just content that they're pushing out. They're not really trying to tell stories anymore. And like, er, like yeah. early, early MCU, that's like they were telling stories with that. Like phase one, phase two, and phase three, like those mm-hmm. were like stories. Those were about like characters and their journeys and how they grew and how they changed and you know their struggles and blah blah blah. But every, uh, not everything, but some of the stuff post Endgame, it's. It like the storytelling, like it seems like there's not that much care being put into um into these no, projects. No, not and it's not just it all. just it just seems very kind of manufactured and you know, kind of like, well, the charts say this, so let's let's do this and blah blah blah. And it's like this yeah. and especially hearing about how some of these um, um, MCU movies were like originally gonna end. Like, do you guys hear about how Ant Man of the Wasp: Quantum Mania was originally originally going to end? No, no, not at all. It was. It, oh, would, yes, would you yes. mind if I say? I don't know if it's yes. kind of spoilery. Go ahead. Go ahead. I watched. It, I watched it. I just didn't know how it was originally gonna end. Go ahead. I remember this. I remember this. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, apparently the original ending was Scott and Hope were going to end up being stuck in the quantum realm. And I don't remember if if that Kang variant was going to have was going to get to the um, not the real world, but, you know, like regular size Earth. I don't remember if he was going to die, too, or not, or if he was just going to be stuck down there with them. But if they were stuck down there, one, I feel like that would have just been like a much heavier ending and it would have kind of been like. Oh shit! It would add more, like stake. It would add more gravity to the, to the situation, but also like it's like them all escaping at the last minute. It just seems a little too safe. As a matter of fact, I was watching. There was this YouTube video. It was breaking down this dude like was all of his complaints about it. And I shit you not, this is a five and a half hour video because he goes through the movie fucking frame by frame just breaking everything down like okay well this doesn't make any sense just either from like a like a filmmaking perspective or from like a a story perspective and and like i don't think quantum mania is like the worst movie and i feel like a five and a half hour youtube video just basically complaining about it is a bit much but Mm. at the same time like a lot of the points he was making i was like ah that's that's low-key a good point (laughs) He's got a point. He's got a point. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of like that because, like, one one point that he was making was everybody, like, ev- um, everybody in the movie was basically like shitting on, uh, 
on Scott Lang and they were like, okay, you wrote a book. Okay. You saved the world. Who cares? But the dude was putting out like, yeah, but at the same time, like he, he saved the world. Like no one else, no one would have been undusted and, and saved if, if Scott Lang basically didn't come up with that plan. And then, um, like they're saying like his daughter was kind of just acting different and like his daughter was like shitting on him too. And, Everyone was being all like disrespectful to him and making fun of him for writing the book. But uh, apparently the dude read the actual book. And in the book, like Scott Lang says that the Avengers asked him to write the book to to let everybody know what happened. What? So like with that context, when you're watching the movie, it's like it's weird that they're shitting on him for writing the book when he was asked to buy the Avengers to write the book. It's like, that's just fucking weird, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's yeah. so that's that's yeah, it's, it's like like all of this like weird like writing bullshit. It's like it's like it's written by AI or some shit. Like this shit just doesn't make any sense anymore, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, yeah. And I, I'm not I, like I, like not, <laughs> not all of uh phase four and five were bad, but it was just kinda it's just been kinda like lacking a little bit lately, in my opinion. But oh, with that yeah. being said, it is my bedtime. Or rather, uh, my bath time. For his bubble bath I and his water wine. bubbling and boiling right red now. About to put some CBD gummies on side of the bed. Shit. My warm milk, my chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> my little foot massager, man, my back scrubber. Oh, man. Life, life mm, is good for you, mm. my boy. Life is good for you. All right. As always, before we go, before you, before you end the show, before you leave, uh, we need your one and ones of the week. And where can they find you off when they're? Uh, offline and like, on Instagram, stuff like that. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. One on one, one on one. So for for my television show, one on one, I'm going to say Luke Cage. Ooh, it's kind of choice. a spinoff of the of the the Netflix Daredevil show. It's like a spinoff of a spinoff of it. And you know, it's got Michael Coulter as Luke Cage. And I remember when this show came out, it was so fucking cool, man. They had the kind of like 1970s black exploitation type feel to it, but it was still like modern and it was just, it was still relatively grounded. And because of how grounded it was when he uses his powers, even though it's not really showy like that, it still makes it kind of almost a spectacle to watch. And um, the the first season was a little bit rocky. Like it was, it was, it was pretty good at first. Also had Mahershala Ali, speaking of which. And then like the the second half of season one, I like it was it kind of it didn't fall apart, but it was just like it was a little bit. It just wasn't quite as good. And then season two came through, and it just it blew my socks off, man. Season two was insane. Like you definitely, definitely gotta watch it, and especially for the ending. But unfortunately. Because it left off on a really cool cliffhanger, but uh, uh, all the Netflix, all the Marvel Netflix shows were canceled. So uh, yeah, we're not gonna get to see what happens. Because like the way season two left off, like season three would have been incredible. And I'm trying to think. Sorry, my. Uh... I think my one movie recommendation. You know, we kind of brought it up earlier. Uh, the Mask of Zorro. That's probably hey. my my favorite. My, that's that's my number one favorite movie of all time. That was one of the first movies I had seen. My grandma showed it to to me and my cousins, and like, bro, we would 
we could watch it like seven days out of the week, man. It was just so, so fucking good, man. Like the action was good. The romance was good. Like the, the, the just every, everything about it was so, and it's so quotable too. Like I quote it to this day. You feel me? And it's just like, my God, like Antonio Banderas. Like that was a friend. That was my introduction to Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins and Catherine Zeta Jones. And that's like that movie is probably my favorite performance from all three of them. Like that movie is just incredible. The sequel, not so much. Oh no! Did, did you hear that? Like, uh, that 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 sequel was kind of rough. Did you hear that Antonio Banderas was like, "I want Tom Holland to play Zorro next," and they were like, "What?" <laughs> they were like, "Huh?" <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "I didn't take it too seriously." I'm like, he, "He's just talking," because. He, he, if he was like dead serious, like that would be kind of like you can't, don't have him play Zorro. Because matter of fact, when they were making the ma- the original Mask of Zorro, um, when Steven Spielberg was attached to it, no, I think he no, yeah, because he executive produced it. I think he might have been attached to either just produce it or direct it at one point. But when he was like early in, in um in the pre production stages of it, like they were considering getting like Tom Cruise to play Zorro. And like nothing against oh, Tom Cruise, but I'm like, ah, not, that 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 wouldn't have been good for that unless you just what? said it was like one hundred. Yeah, like unless they just like completely redid it. They're like, yeah, this version of Zorro is just one hundred percent American. But then like that would be fucking weird. Either way you spin it, it's also, like yeah, not He's not also Tom white. Cruise. <laughs> Yeah, white wash Zorro. What? Instead of being like all about family, something, but not as like the main guy. Instead of being all about or even as a villain, Scientology. Yeah, Scientology presents uh, Scientology versus Zorro. Zorro the (laughs) Zorro the Scientologist. Scientologist, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, like instead of a Z, it's an S. Scientology. (laughs) Bro, I remember when Top Gun never came out. Someone said, "Man, this shit was so good." I'm signing up for fucking uh, Scientology tomorrow. (laughs) Oh my god. I was like, God damn it! Wow. Oh man, but good choices, Nick. Yeah, again, I, I also I haven't seen, dude, I haven't seen Master Zoro in fucking forever now. Now Jeez, that would kind of watch it now. Now I'm gonna rewatch it because it's been you, fucking man, years, like, dude. That movie, oh man, ah, that. Mo- hey, matter of fact, come over, let's watch it. Oh, bro, say less, bro. I'm there. I'm there. I'll, 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 bring, I'll, bring, the, I'll, I'll bring the red wine, baby. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Give me yeah, eight hours. I'll eight be hours. There. He'll be there. He'll be there too, bro. Same line. Same line. He'll be there. Get the whole squad together. Get the whole squad and the ladies too. Be- right. Before you get, before you go, where can we find you outside the show? Um, you can find me on YouTube at Dawning Vision. That's capital D as in David, capital V as in Vendetta. And on Instagram at Dawning Vision, all one word, all lowercase. You can find me um, anywhere that they have podcasts. And like I said, on YouTube and on Instagram. There we go. There we go. Man, we love you, Nick. Thanks for a great show, man. We thank can't... you guys. Love y'all oh, too. Wait, slight tease, slight tease, slight tease from next week. No, I know you'll be gone, but I'll I'll I could probably read your review or wait till you get back from your trip to Orlando. I, Nick and I are going to the press screening premiere, AZ premiere 
of Hunger Games next week. And guess what? Yes, this is this is Nick's first Hunger Games, believe it or not. Wow. Okay. This is my first Hunger Games movie. So now I'm about to watch them all in order, all in timeline mm-hmm. order. Yes, sir. Nice. So it's going to understand when me and you talk about the Asian child. Dope. Asian? And also... You haven't seen jo- also you haven't seen Joel's big big break as an actor too in these movies. Fuck <laughs> off! We don't need to bring that into what? this. Please, oh. no. There's, it's an inside joke. We're not no, bringing no, to this podcast. Well, We're, like, not please, bring please, please, We're not bringing to this podcast. We're not bringing to this podcast for random ass people to be talking uh, about this. We'll talk what? about this later <laughs> off of the podcast. I don't mind. I'm definitely bringing this now. I swear to God, Doug, I'm gonna punch you so hard next time I see you. Next time I'm coming, fucking, I'm beating your ass and then taking your dog as my dog. I pulled pulled a Femi and uh, Sebastian right there. (laughs) Yes. God, don't bring that shit to this podcast. I swear to God, if I see random ass people talking about this, I swear, no, we're not bringing this into the podcast. Joel Hunger Games question mark? (laughs) We'll we'll explain this outside of the podcast. I'll take about about all of them right now. I'm I'm binging all of them right fucking now. God damn. God. I hate oh you. No, 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 no. You got, wait, wait till Monday. Wait till watch the prequel, and then go from there. I feel like I feel like ah, you're yes. the best. I feel like again, if I again, if, again, if I'm seeing the four, I'm kind of curious to go in because I feel like you're. I feel like you're gonna have a lot better understanding now with the prequel when we see it on Monday, and then you're gonna watch the four movies afterwards. I think it'll be oh, cause it'll be a, more of a full circle for you if you ask me from, from what I'm hearing about this movie. So Ooh. I'd wait if I were you. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward to it. Oh man. After on Monday though, I'm gonna binge all of them. I'm about to see Joel in these do you, movies. Do you have are they streaming by chance? Let me see. They Let me see. Be streaming somewhere. I got like Netflix, right HBO or something. Not even oh no, you only here. I'll bring the Blu-rays for you on Monday so you can watch them. How about that? Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate I got them right you. there. But, but but no, you and uh you and Jake have a blue Blu ray player, so I got you. I'll bring them on Monday for you. Thank you, I got you. Brother. I appreciate I you very you. much. All right, brother. Love you, my boy. Talk to you later, man. Can't wait for Monday, uh, my boy. It's going to be awesome. Good night, bro. I love you guys. Peace and love. Peace, yeah. brother. Love you. Just... All right. So, yeah. Sorry. All sorry, right, Joe. Son of Joe, a bitch. Joe's going to kill me, dude. Joe's going to kill me. I, I swear to God, no Joe's one kill me, guys. I Joe don't like if y'all, I swear to God, Z calls me something from high school. I'm not saying what it is. I'm not saying Yeah, you better fucking not. We're not bringing this to random people. I know right now. I know Joe has fucking brass knuckles in his hand. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Fuck. (laughs) You don't have any names like this. So don't don't, dare put this shit on me again. I'm done with it. It's high school. I'm done with it. I can't. It was was funny though. Again, I can't even take credit for this shit because I'm not clever enough for this. But like the people who people who were clever for this, uh, I mean Carlos. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not clever enough. But so, you're right. I'm. <laughs> Since I said it too, and I was like, I was like, wait, I, I think my first time mentioning this on air too. I was like, oh shit, I know. We're not. <laughs> I'm not having random ass people make these jokes towards me. I swear, fuck. I'm gonna it was funny, dude. It was so funny, dude. I'm not gonna lie. This is like. This is like 10 years ago when that happened to the first time. It's hilarious. 
it was so funny. I remember my, I remember my parents saw the same movie too. Like this is like okay, my parents saw it like months later after it came out with like discount or whatever. And my, I remember my dad was like, "Man, Joel was so good in that movie." <laughs> I was like, Fucking hell, Papa Dad. I was like, it. I remember laughing, bro. I was like, "Yeah, thank you, pops." I'm like, I'm glad you saw the same thing. Uh, I hate Joel. <laughs> I hate Joel so much. Uh, thank you. Femi, if you listen to this, Femi, ten years later, it still makes me laugh. Uh, uh, God! Oh my God! All right, so okay, so sorry. Uh, so switching franchises real quick. So uh, Joe Joe texted me this thing about a week or two ago about Daniel Radcliffe producing this documentary about. Um, oh my God, David David Holmes. I think his name is. Um, yeah, I think it's David Holmes. <laughs> David Holmes. Um, his his uh <clears throat> his uh, stunt, stunt double. double. Yes. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, please, go ahead. Go ahead. By all means, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys don't know about this, because it has been like going around the internet, like insanely, like it, mm-hmm. even just a simple post about it too. That's how I found out about it. Um, where Daniel Radcliffe decided to make a documentary uh about his stunt double who when he was doing Harry Potter, uh, and in one of the films he got injured and um, you know he's handicapped i didn't want to say disabled handicapped now after the uh injury sustained from the uh stunt that he did and you know it it it's a sad one but also like a very uplifting one uh documentary and to you know it's very interesting uh you know it it talks about like you know them both doing the movie and how like close they got and you know how Still, like even after everything, how his life changed um, after the accident, and like how you know Dan Radcliffe is still friends with him, and you know he and the guy, you know, he's still a very positive person, and you know even though like this like this thing happened to him, he still you know uh, he's still the same person that he he he's always been. Um, so I, I really like it. The movie's called The Boy Who Lived, right? That's what it's called? The, yeah, it's, the Boy uh, Who Dave, Lived? David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. Yeah, David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. It looks like a very interesting documentary, and I am such a big documentary fan. Mainly, you know, crime stuff, thanks to my mother and her co-case shows. Uh, but I do love, I do love documentaries, and I do really like this, and I think that's such a great an awesome thing for Daniel Radcliffe to do. Dude, as soon as you texted me the thing, I was like, oh, no way, that's crazy. I, mean, I, wonder, I wonder what's going to come out. And the next day, the trailer came out. I was like, oh, shit, this is what you were talking about yesterday, literally. And I watched the trailer. Dude, I watched it like two or three times. And I, dude, I was, I had tears in my eyes, dude. I was like, I had goosebumps. I was like, holy shit, man. This is like, this is next level like this is like because the story his story is amazing and then the footage you see of him on all all the movies and from what i've heard too is that it's so tragic that it's happened but also they were on the last movie when it happened too they were filming deathly Mm -hmm. hollows and they and that happened you're just like oh man you're so close to the finish line and this happened you're just like Oh my god, how this is tragic and like but you're right, like the the trailer shows of like how he's his his handicap to him him being handicapped is now like it's not it's a disability it's a disability, but to him it's like 
I'm not going to let this kind of like defeat who I am. And what Radcliffe mm-hmm. says in the trailer too is like, I'm not going to talk about him. Like he's gone. He's still here. We're lucky to have him still. But yeah, man. And that footage of him, young him with Daniel when they were kids and them growing up together, just like they were like brothers. Like they were, they're, yeah. they're like brothers. How close they were. Like they were his stunt double. And what's so cool too, I, I not know this about this till literally like a day ago. The guy making the guy making this documentary was the video camera operator of all eight movies of Harry Potter. Really? That's yeah, amazing. I didn't know true. that. That's awesome. D- Dan Hartley, video assist operator, which is which is like the camera operator for all the movies, from literally Sorcerer's Stone to Deathly Hallows. All movie uh, all eight movies, he was the video coordinator, camera operator on those movies. So- that's so amazing. this camera, so the camera work for this documentary is gonna, you know, ev- everything about oh, this yeah. documentary is very personal too, because you know, yeah, very authentic, very real authentic. authentic. I, I think, and I really like that. That's really hard to do nowadays, yeah. Because like, you know, because if you watch documentaries about certain things, like, you know, a lot of them just feel, feel disingenuous, and you know, there's there's documentaries that you that people have probably watched in the past or, you know, where you're just like, this is mainly for money. They didn't give a shit about the story. So, oh, so, the, sure. so there's a lot of heart within this documentary in this film that, uh, you know, that's going to go into, it. it's going to be genuine. It's going to be real personal. And I really mm-hmm. like that, you know, that they're willing to share the story and to, to not make it about Daniel Radcliffe. He's no, they're not, you they're know, not. Yeah, it's not about Daniel Radcliffe. It's about the, it's about the stunt double himself, and I do really like that. So that's really good. Is and what? No, you go ahead. It, no, it, no, this no, is go something. Ahead. This is something. No, you go ahead. This is yeah. this is something else. This is a little thought in my head. Just go ahead. No, 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 I, Joe. Please, with my honor. I, I was gonna say that if he never got hurt he would have kept moving within the movie industry. Stunts, for has sure. Dan, yeah, has has Daniel Radcliffe stunt double because Daniel Radcliffe has done a few movies where he had mm-hmm. to do stunts, you know, like the the ones with the guns stuck to his hands, which I thoroughly, truly did enjoy. And, like, a few other things, so... Swiss uh, Army uh, Man. Yeah, Swiss Army Man. So he, him and Dan Radcliffe would like, probably kept going, you know? Like, probably Tom, yeah. So, yeah. No. Totally. A lot of actors, when they get closer to, to to their, you know, stunt double, stunt double does, like, almost every movie with them. And, you know, even does, goes on to do a lot of great things, like you mentioned earlier. Like, uh, who were you talking Brad, about? Brad Piston, Brad, a filmmaker now, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he could, you know... Yeah, and that that's a that's what me and you have had this conversation in the past where it's like uh, even if like I as a filmmaker, like if I'm a filmmaker, that's like my worst nightmare is to have an accident to whoever, it doesn't matter. Like if it's someone behind the scenes or a stunt double or an actor, like it doesn't matter. Like that is just such a giant nightmare for someone to get hurt for a movie that I wanted to do. You know, like I, so I would probably be double, triple checking like every stunt and making sure that like we have everything we need if anything does happen, God forbid, you know? So yeah. So I get, and so, and I'm pretty sure the director, right, of the Harry Potter movies were there where he he talked about it in the trailer. Who was it? Yeah. So he, 
the guy who made the last so David Yates who I think so it's so the first four Harry Potter movies the first two were they like Chris Columbus who did like mm-hmm. you know uh, Home Alone you know great filmmaker um, and then Alfonso Corian did the third one and then I, the guy did the fourth one I forgot it was a one off guy too he did the fourth one and then David Yates came in on number five David Yates did five six seven eight um, also did the uh, the Fantastic Beasts trilogy as well and David Yates. Uh, literally, in an interview the other day, he was saying that on Real Blood on the podcast, he was saying that um, he's on set and you hear the, the walkie-talkies, oh my god, oh my god, there's an accident happening because it was done via second unit, which is mostly done the stunt work, the action work is, is mostly in second unit. And David Yates, who directed the last few Harry Potter movies, the last, the last few uh, Fantastic Beasts movies, he was saying like, there was like a pause on everything. They were like, what just happened? Because you're right, these are very expensive studio budget movies with insurance and with you know, precautionaries but it still could happen it still could happen mm-hmm. uh brent uh brendan lee with the crow was killed yeah. on set like you know that one's bad yeah. alec baldwin you know who I, you know, it's, it's the hot take i, I don't want to get into that but also alec baldwin was responsible for the death of the cinematographer on that movie so it's yeah. it, it's you know these movies are supposed to be safe but you're right, Joe. It's it's they can still happen despite being the big budget, you know, safe movies. Well, the insurance and precautionary safety precautionaries, it's still a possibility. I think Deadpool two as well. There was someone who got killed on Deadpool two set. It's like it still happens. Like freak accidents like this happen. And or, Fast and the Furious, I believe. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. It, it wasn't the second. I think it was the second or third. It I was think the you're second right. One, right? Yeah. I think the you're right. second one. You're right. Where one of the drivers there's an accident. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely happens. And I think it's also. I think. I do think that. I think some of the award ceremony. Again, we're not really the big award people either. But I do mm-hmm. think that there's a really recognition we have of the stunt work, the stunt team, because a lot of the work they're doing, they're putting their lives on the, on the line. And despite yeah. what it is, I don't care what movie it is, stunt work is still a very serious thing that if one small thing goes wrong, you either lose your life or something happens to you where you're either paralyzed or handicapped. Yeah. And it's like, how do you so bounce there, back from this? Yeah, there's a movie in the past. I forget what movie it is, but I saw this thing where there's a movie where this guy had two children in his hands. And I think it was an actual actor and like the actual like children in his hands. And he's like walking through water and there was like a, a helicopter above and the helicopter crashed down and killed all three of them. So oh like, that's, I forget what movie it was. I, I don't think I've ever watched a movie, but like, I, I, I remember like hearing about this. So, you know, like stuff like that really does happen. And that's like, you know, anybody's worst nightmare so you know the, these things do, do happen so for you know we do have to you know i'm glad there is a war ceremony for stunt team and everything but it's also like we gotta remember these people because they they truly do you know they do the crazy things you know they they they're the ones that get dragged by cars they're the ones that you know get yeah. lit by on fire like it, it it blows like people really don't understand like how crazy it is for tom cruise to be doing his own stunts you know jackie it's chan crazy, to be doing his own dude. stunts be, you know he used to do his own stunts like, you know craig because, doing it, it's crazy 
because like yeah daniel like because jackie chan has gone to the hospital many times for like third degree burns you know you know breaking a an arm yeah. like he got really lucky with that and you know not like and his body he's still healthy thank god you know like it, and yeah it's just it's insanity you know but it, it really just this was you know such you know i love i love you know stunts and movies and i really do pay attention to that me you talk about like the fight choreography oh and gosh, stunts and everything i feel like people really don't they're just like oh the stunts are cool and then they move on and you know but it's like you really gotta pay attention because these stunts are insanely dangerous and uh, mm -hmm. a majority of this is not actors doing it, it's stunt doubles and these people mm -hmm. are putting their life on the line for it not just the money but because they thoroughly do enjoy this like actors acting they love that and stunt people being stunt doubles they truly do love that mm -hmm. like they like in in the documentary they talked about how much he he had no fear and he loved doing what he he's been doing so there is a true love for it that they put their own life on the line you know which is which is just so so crazy but also just so inspiring so yeah yeah, dude. So I want to thank you, dude. I had no idea about the documentary until you put me on this. And you were like, dude, this looks amazing. And I was like, okay. I watched the trailer the next day. I was like, holy shit, dude, you're right. This looks amazing. So thank you. Thank you for letting, thank you for putting this on me on this documentary, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I would have no idea, man. I would have no idea. Yeah. Well, you know, because I, we not only love movies, we love the art of movies and everything that goes within movies. You know, we truly are, you know, film fans and, me and you both love Harry Potter. We oh, truly, oh truly gosh, love <laughs> Harry Potter movies. I never read the books. People tell me I need to read the books. And, like, caring about, like, the crazy, like, character differences in the books. Like, I want to read them now. I'm too broke for that. But eventually I will. I promise, guys, all my book fans that are uh, listening to this, I will read the book. Give me time. <laughs> but... Um, you know, but, you know, we grew up watching Harry Potter, like, you know, every year, you know, you, you were, you were Harry Potter for Halloween when you were really young, oh, dude, too, you know? every movie, man, I was there, Halloween, yeah. dude, I, I, every, every Halloween, dude, I was Harry Potter, man, man that was a big had, part of my life. the big scar and everything, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's like, <laughs> so, you know, so to hear this and to, you know, like, we, you know, to, to, to find out for me like to find out so late after years of the movie being made like that this that this happened is you know i thought like it was interesting and i really wanted to watch this i knew you wanted to watch this so you know i had to share it with you of course no dude thank you man i i, I think it comes out uh next next friday let me let me see let me see let me see uh i know it's november something um uh november 15th which is n next wednesday so i think we, we watched it about on the show for sure i think you and i are both kind of like really looking forward to this documentary yeah, a lot for sure oh my gosh dude man but uh okay, so last trailer i want to talk about with you and you and i were actually really kind of eye to eye on this like yesterday we're kinda, we're, you and i were kind of like yo spot on with this is the ghostbusters trailer which kind of came out of nowhere actually i, I know there was rumors mm -hmm. about it but kind of just dropped kind of like randomly so yeah you and I are also, again, I'm not making a joke, 
But you and I really have also been, you know, huge Ghostbusters fans growing up when we were kids and growing up too. We were like, oh my god, like those are those are classics. Even the, the second the, one, yeah, classics. no, the the everyone watched Ghostbusters. Everyone knew who the Ghostbusters were. Oh my were, god, you know, huge. Like when it came out and everything. Like we both grew up on like VHS. By the way, VHS, yes, sir. Yes, yes VHS. Sir. Like you know, what I mean, it's just such a great like thing, and it's just like you you love you know Ghostbusters. It's such a you know who are you gonna call Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Like, like you know, you knew the song and didn't. And when yeah. you know, like when the all-female cast movie came out, me and you were so so just not only disappointed, but betrayed and heartbroken. Not like when the trailer came out, when the actual movie came out, it was Dude, shit. That was I'm right. I I literally moved to Arizona. I was like, you know what? Me and Fletcher are gonna watch it because we were kind of bored. We didn't know anyone at the time. We were kind of like new to the area. So him and I went to the movies. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it because I like I do like I do like the ladies. I like the director involved. It just to mm-hmm. me like the movie didn't have like like what was the purpose of this movie? Again, I, I love Kristen Wiig. Hey. I love McCarthy, but I also love Paul Feig. Uh, Paul Feig, but uh, it was just to me it was like this was a studio push for sure. Yeah, the the movie felt like you want you want to know what it felt. The movie felt like a movie that, from a perception of someone that does not care for Ghostbusters, like never watched it. Yeah, there was no love for it. Like it didn't watch it, and their view of it was like crazy scientists. Random weird guy trying to find love, mm-hmm. like da da, mm-hmm. like you know, oh, a secretary. Then we're gonna make fun of that and like make them all sexy. And the, when like the original movie was nothing really like that. Like yeah, like he was, he was a crazy scientist, but like he was an actual scientist, not this like evil genius. Like whoa, ho, 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 here's my yeah. potion. Da-da. Or it's like the villain uh, was weak too. The villain was the villain very weak. Ah, yeah, the villain dude. was weak, dude. And I, I, th- I think it was, it was no, it was no diss to the ladies. It was just like this movie had no soul. Like, it felt like this was kind of like I right, making a movie because you know because that was the era too. Like I remember this breaks well. It was like, dude, that 2015, 2014, 2016 era. Like everything was being rebooted. Everything was a reboot or a yeah. remake or a sequel, and it was so much. We we're just like, please stop. There was so much remakes and reboots and. Ripoffs. It was like holy shit, and I'm like, wow. It was a. I think it was a waste of Kristen, Kristen Wiig, most of McCarthy, Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon. Where like Mm -hmm. those girl, those women are so talented, are so funny. Like for real, they should they should be given either an original IP or original Mm -hmm. movie. Because like again, Bridesmaids is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. The Heat is fucking hilarious. Spy is hilarious. Funny, so funny, dude. Which one's the one she did with Sandra Bullock? Oh, the heat! heat right? Heat's fucking hilarious, yeah, heat's dude. Heat's fucking funny as shit, man. Oh my god, <laughs> so funny, dude. The heat is so funny. I love Bridesman. I love of uh, Spy, but yeah, t- it was like you got these really amazing actresses who are top of their game, comedic chops. You gotta br- get, give them good material, and I think the script was just like really messy. We're just like, mm-hmm. oh no, and you're just like, oh man, because I, I also kind of feel like this. I think Sony was kind of, I think Sony was kind of like really pushing for like the reboots and remakes because of like they were still on the flop of like Spider-Man flopping still, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's fun. 
and what to this day too, you and me defend Spider-Man, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies to Hands this day. Down, I'm not no fake ass band hop, bandwagon hopping motherfucker. I have been day one Andrew Garfield. Day one. I have loved that man, Spider-Man. He is my Spider-Man. I will defend it. I will die on that fucking hill. It, it, it was so funny, too. I remember, like, when you, me, and TJ saw that second one in, in high school, we were like, oh, this is pretty good. And we got out, the reviews were like, worst Spider-Man ever. And you, <laughs> you were like, what? And TJ were like, what? And I, I get it. I, don't, I, think, I think it's a really low, super low. I think, I think it's the lowest Dude. rated Spider-Man movie. But you they, and I were like, what? They <laughs> what? hated the way Jamie Foxx looked. And I was like, I thought that was an interesting take on that. It villain, was different. But, All it was right, different. fuck me. Like, you know, like, yeah. it, was, it was a different take. And I think they also, but again, people don't forget too. If it wasn't for that movie, we would have gotten No Way Home. That movie yeah. is really important for No Way Home. That movie is really exactly. important. That movie is really important for No Way Home. And people are like, oh, movie's so gar- the worst Spider-Man ever. No, 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 it's not. No, it is not. And no. that movie, I will I will defend till I die. That movie is yes. good. That movie has a lot going Facts. on. The, 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 it has the best Spider-Man swinging out of all the movies, too. That oh opening shot, dude. That eight minutes of him opening, of him swinging through the city, saving everybody. Is uh, awesome. it's, it's from it's a first person POV, isn't it? Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. No, no, the, the, where he back where this, he lands on the yeah. building and everything. Yeah. yeah. Costume, where he la- and he's looked at himself in the mirror the, uh, or in the window and just... that was the first one. Yeah, that was the first. The first one that was, was really the good first one. Shots, so. The first one, dude. Especially with the the first one with the cranes. I love that scene. Oh, I was like, so oh my god, good, dude. That's Spider-Man. I was like, bro, dude, that's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. And he does. And he does on, Spider-Man. Spider-Man so well because you know he's talking to himself, but he—he's—it's like he's talking to the audience with that, but he's really talking to himself, and I love it. I love it. He's—he's he's my Spider-Man, hands down. I will never like Andrew Garfield. I will forever love his Spider-Man. Dude, I—I I can literally watch those movies all the time, and I—and I really will defend him being Spider-Man too till I die. Like that movie again. People have problems with it. Yes, I don't think Goblin should have been introduced in that movie. I think that, oh, I, I will agree. Not. I will. I will agree on that for sure. But like that movie has a great character study between him and Gwen, as well as cinematography is amazing. That movie, but also too, it's like that was just a fun movie. But again, I remember. I remember all too well when that movie ended. You, and me, and T walked there. Like it was pretty good. We checked for our reviews. And all three were three of us were like, wait, what? Like. Do we are we drunk? Like what? Like, did we miss something here? We're like this was a good movie. I remember people were going, like, "This is pretty good." But there's so much hate for that movie, and I was like, "Man, you guys are seeing a different movie." Because, like I said, if it wasn't for Amazing Spider-Man two, we would have gotten how great a No Way Home is. And I'm like, we yeah. would have gotten the arc of Andrew. We would got the redemption of Jimmy Fox. Like you, that movie, Amazing Spider-Man two is crucial, crucial. To no way home, and I'm like, that's why I like it even more now because I'm like, you know, that movie serves a purpose as a as a layup for No Way Home, and that's yeah. or not, that's how it is. But yeah, man. By the way, so back to our Ghostbusters. You and I, I think I remember when they announced the re- the the sequel during like before COVID. You know, we were like, okay, cool. They got they're going back to basics. They're going back to the original. Go back to the yeah. original storyline. We were, we were, we were iffy as well because we were, we were just we like, oh no, because the last one did absolute shit. It, like it we was said, a big flop. It, it was, was a big flop. Horrible movie. It was really bad. 
Um, but we're like, we'll see what this does because you know it. Yeah. Um, because you know it. Uh, Paul Rudd, who we thoroughly love, uh, wholeheartedly, and it had a lot of good actors. And it, you know, what they were saying about it, it seemed genuine and it seemed like, all right, they're this is really Ghostbusters. Gonna be really honestly Ghostbusters. So, you know, we gave it a try and it it turned out really, really good. Really and good. They killed it. They that fucking shit was perfect. To to and also to, and also to 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 me too, I love that the guy who made that movie is the is the son of the original director. So Jason Reitman so Ivan Reitman directed the first two, also a lot of movies too. I mean, he's been he's been had a lot of great movies. What great producer too. So Jason mm. Reitman, who also I adore, he made he made stuff like Juno, Up in the Air, Thank You for Smoking. You know, amazing movies. Um, uh, the Front Runner, great movies. I thought it was so cool that hey, my dad is, direct, is the filmmaker of the first two. I'm gonna do this one for his legacy, also because it's been part of my life too. Again, again, I was a kid growing up on the, on, on the set. I think it's a cameo in the second Ghostbusters too. I just love that. Hey, this was my dad's legacy. I'm doing it too. And unfortunately, his dad passed away like a month, month, I think a month after the movie too, which is so kind of like sad, but also cathartic too. And I was like, I love that. You're picking up where your dad began 40 years, 30, 40 years ago, and I just love that about it. And then COVID pushed it back a lot because of because of the pandemic and lockdown. Theaters were closed. But you're and I remember I remember seeing this again. Right, optimistic. It was getting pretty good reviews. I'm like, hey, get Paul Rudd. And it, it was, there was a rumor about the original guys being back in this minus Hal Ramis because of you know his passing ten years ago. And I remember, dude, I had the so for my birthday with my dad with my dad, and I was just like, man, I feel like a kid again. I was like, man, I had the biggest smile on my face. I had goosebumps because you know why. You guys talk about a lot how like oh my god it's, it the nostalgia is so being overdone or it's another fucking remake or another reboot. This to me that that the last one Afterlife was a love letter to Ghostbusters to us the fans. And again, I, dude, I felt like a kid again. I had goosebumps. I had the biggest smile on my face. I was like, this is why we love Ghostbusters so much. This is a very good story. You have good casting here, and again, it's been out two and a half years now. Spoiler. You bring back the guys, but for a really important scene too. It was like a cash grab. It was like you bring back Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, um, Bill Murray, and how they use uh, the ghost of Hale Ramis was done so well, was so tasteful too. At the end, the it's, beginning, by the way, of yes. not showing him smart, smart, but like showing him, they did it. That's they. The execution was perfect, perfect for his dude. character. Perfect. So, yeah, it's it. It was done so, with so much love and so much grace to the to the original franchise stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh man, this this is special. And again, I I I'm, I'm gonna watch it again recently. I think I'm on Blu-ray. The past couple, the past year, I bought it. I just it, to me, I was like, this is why we love Ghostbusters. This, this is nostalgia done right, but it had a purpose. It had a purpose. So with that said. Trailer came out yesterday. And Ghostbusters, what like for Empire of the Free, something like that. Yeah, the, Empire of the, Fro- uh, Free, the Frozen, Fro- Frozen Death, or something like that. Frozen Empire, Frozen Empire, Frozen Empire. There we go. So, all right. So you. So again, they they do set up a sequel at the end of the last one with Ernie Hudson and everything. Um, 
I'm let you go first. What were your thoughts of the trailer overall? Are you looking forward to it? What do you stand on this right now? Um. Okay, so I'm gonna say this. It looks interesting. I like the concept. Okay. Two. For the first one, they went a tiny bit dark, like a little pinky in the water dark, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It worked really perfectly. So this one seems to go into the little, little, a little darker because it it, it does, it has to do with kids and facing the fact of death itself because people are dying, which I truly do like. Um. So the concept of it is very interesting. They still have Paul Rudd. They still have the original actors. Have seen has you know shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could be an entertaining movie, but like me, you said the other day, I don't want this to become a thing. But I understand what they're trying to do, which is I think that. You know, I'm tired of remakes. I'm tired of, you know, like, all right, cool. We're going to keep doing this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I really don't like that. But I can understand what they're doing, which is, I think, personally, they're trying to pass the torch on for the next generation. You know, like like Seth Rogen with Ninja Turtles, where it's like, all right, here's this new one mm-hmm. for the next generation. So this movie is for the next generation, and they're passing the torch um and so i don't know how much more hopefully like they don't really do too crazy with this but uh i can understand it i think it might be an entertaining movie we'll see what happens because you know the the way the first one did i th- i i think the movie could be truly truly good um i can't say how well or how good it'll be but uh, I I think it does have potential, so it, it it's caught my interest not as much as the first one, but it definitely caught my interest to be like I'll definitely check this out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, dude. I I think you uh said it spot on, dude. I think you not can you and I were very eye to eye yesterday about the trailer. We're like, yeah, you know, we, you know, doing our voice messages. We're like, yeah, this is it's great. Good to find this podcast tomorrow. Um. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued by it. I. I I do again. I want. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm again optimistic. Mm. I'm optimistic for sure. I do wish that Jason Reitman was doing this one as well. I know he's producing and writing it, but I think mm-hmm. that I would I would have had more confidence if he directed this one. So his right. co-writer, he was co-writer of the last Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, Gil Keenan. He's doing this one. He's taking he's taking over the head. So okay, so you had the writer of the last one who's very involved with the movie. The last one, he's doing this one. He's taking over the turn. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's Which, kind of sorry, keep going. No, 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 go ahead. I insist, go ahead. I, I was just going to say a little comment. I keep interrupting. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay, um, this is the show, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is like, that, that, that means that he can understand, you know, the original director's, you know, the, the yeah, what's his partners. name? Yeah, yeah the partner. So he can understand his direction within it. So you know, I and he's still he's still in it. So you know, that's really good. So I but I understand what you're saying. So yeah. So and also, I, it is kind of sad that Jason uh, Ivan Reitman passed away a couple of years ago, right after the right mm-hmm. after uh, right after the Ghostbusters Afterlife came out, which is like so sad. Like, oh, is my. You saw your son produce your legacy, basically direct your legacy of your of your of Ghostbuster. Then you passed away right after, which is like kind of really sad. 
Um, but you know, I, I think his son did. I think his son did. I think his son made him really proud. If you ask me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. So you got okay. So Frozen Empire, you got this guy. Yeah, co writer of Afterlife is directing this one, but you still got Jason Reitman who did the last one, who's the son of the original director, writing and producing it. I'm like, okay, there's still family tied to this franchise, which is very good, and I like I like that Jason Reitman, the son has the rights to the franchise now like this is mine like i stole the rights to the franchise my dad's being gone i own the franchise now and i right. feel like given his tra- track record as a filmmaker that he wouldn't do this for a cash grab or or i would hope he doesn't do that but no like if if you're if you want to keep it in the family i feel like you would do it because it's just like you right. truly believe in this right. and you know like to 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 do the original movie the way he did and then be like all right cool fucking money you know i feel like that you know like has has someone like obviously they must have had him and his father must have had a close relationship oh, so huge. i feel like so i feel like internally like if he truly didn't believe in it and this was just a cash grab like that would truly like hurt him inside so i don't think this is that you know i don't think yeah i don't think so either i think this is gonna be a love letter to his dad as well because again his dad was on set produced the last one now he's gone i think i feel like this is gonna be a love letter to ivan reitman the original director of the first two who also produced the last one so i think so again I think also too. I think I trust Paul Rudd enough to not pick shitty movies anymore. I feel like I feel like that yeah. was kind of that was kind of like you know, God had been there, done that, and I yeah, like that, that. Go ahead. I was just gonna make a joke saying that vampire doesn't want to like live a hundred years later and yeah, be like, right. oh God, right? I was I, at the top of my career and I fucked up. <laughs> you know, no, like... no, is that, is that, I would not be like, oh man, I'm, putting, I'm doing this shit. But also, too, you get the, the same cinematographer, you get the same editors, you get the same people involved, just different director, but yet the right. son is still writing and producing it. To me, I'm like, okay, right. I feel like the love is still going to be there. It's still going to be a, a decent movie. Also, too, they're also utilizing Dan Aykroyd, I think, a bit more, Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, Bill Murray, of course. I, I'm so glad they bring back Bill Murray. Like, oh, is he gonna bring him back? He's bringing him back. I would, I would love though to see the OG receptionist come back because she was, she was in it the briefly last one. She was a little cameo in the last one as well. Yeah, hopefully she's still. They they bring her back for this one as well. And they gotta bring back Rick Moranis. They gotta oh, yes. bring back Rick Moranis. They I have think to. They, they will. have to. They, they have to. to. I think they, they will. To. They think they will. They have to. I think they they really will because it, it it's not a movie without it's not a ghost yeah. movie without him. I know he retired from acting. I know he did, but that would be so fucking please, amazing if they bring him. They, they bring him back. Did they bring him back, dude? Oh please my god! Just for even if cameo, it's just for one little scene, if, if it's just him looking up at the sky or something, or watching it, it's just something you like see please. Him. Please let him be in this because I want to see it so badly. I hope so. I think you and I both agreed on this too yesterday. We said this has to be the last one. This, this has, has to, to be, be the, the last, last one. one. End it. Because end it. Yeah. They have to, dude. They. I feel like you and I both see it. Like if they do more than this, like this definitely. That's for sure. Cash grab. Like oh, we're we're gonna milk this franchise. And you know, also too, I told you in our audio message, I was saying that. You know, I'm a bit worried because this past year and past year and a half, the legacy sequels, no one's mm-hmm. seeing them. No one's watching them. Like, no one's no. going to see them. They've been flopping in the box office. So my hope is that 
people love the last one, Afterlife, so much, and they have a love for Ghostbusters so much, they're going to see this one. And I hope, and I think also, too, with the strike ending, too, that we need new movies in theaters. I really, really hope they release that at the right time. But also, like, there's still a fan base for this. Because I feel like if it flops, it's good. I feel like if it flops, you and I might be like, we're not surprised. If it's good, too, and it flops, I think you and I might be like, oh, we're disappointed by it. But... Yeah. But, and then it really depends on how it flops. If people just didn't see it and it's a good movie, we'll be disappointed that people didn't watch it, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, it, that did yeah. happen to Blade Runner, which me and you were I both know. so heartbroken over. So heartbroken, it, it, bro. But if it's a, not a good movie, then we'll be disappointed within, you know, the movie itself, like the writers and everything. But again, yeah. if people just didn't go see it, then we'll just be disappointed within, you know, moviegoers and fans of, you know, Ghostbusters. Because if it does turn out to be a really good movie, that's just going to be like, oh, come on, guys. Like, keep this legend going. Well, uh, keep this legacy going, not within the movie. It's like a third or fourth one, you know what I mean? But more of just like, you know, watch it and appreciate for what they've done so far into keeping it Ghostbusters, the ones we grew up watching and loving. And to, you know, show this new generation that this movie's still fucking great, even made as a remake or, you know, or a sequel, you know, the that trilogy yeah yeah dude it's, it's gonna this is gonna be a four film franchise minus the 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 reboot with the, the remake with uh Kristen yeah and the, the one in the middle is yeah. is not canon guys it's not canon, canon. we're never gonna it's, talk about that again you know it's, it's, it's like it's like the weird uncle you never really talk about coming at thanksgiving you know <laughs> we don't mention that one yeah we, yeah, we, we don't talk about we don't talk about bruno but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to see, okay, so it's supposed to come out March 2024. I don't think it's gonna Which happen because is... you and I told us, uh, you mean Nick told us a few months ago on the podcast with the strike ending, everything was delayed till March. I bet Whoa. you it moves. I bet you it moves. Yeah, that is a possibility. It really depends on how long they've been filming, how they got done at this point in time. Yeah, uh, because they did bring out a trailer. This early, months months before March, so I say that there is a possibility that can still come out, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did push it back. Because that same weekend, you got Godzilla vs Kong, yeah, one. You got the new uh, Robert Pattinson movie that's from the guy who made Parasite. Everyone wants to see that. Also, which is a big studio movie. What movie is that? It's called no. It's called Mickey. It's called Mickey Seventeen. It's Mark Ruffalo, Robert Pattinson, Stephen Yoon, Naomi Aki. It's from the guy who made Parasite. Won the won the best picture for Parasite, but also it's a big studio movie from Warner Brothers. Like a huge budget movie from Warner Brothers. Same days. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's wait. So you have so WB has two movies on the same day. Okay, for sure one of them is moving. For sure, they uh, have to move. That. That's you not can't have two moves the same day you, for the studio. That's yeah, stupid. you can't. That's, That's so real stupid. dumb. That's real stupid. No, You're they fun. gotta move that. Because Disney does that. Disney does that, Disney does that all the time. Disney does that all the time. Where like one week you have Marvel, next week Star Wars or Pixar or whatever. That's so dumb. And now it's 20th Century Studios and they own Fox. They're gonna. You're fighting. You're competing with yourself. That's so yeah. dumb. 
Uh, That's so not a good idea. I bet you for sure one of the moves. Okay, let's check again. This is this is again March, March twenty ninth. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So same weekend is Godzilla versus Kong, two, which Ghost. is a big, which is a big competition to go against. Huge competition because they've al- been doing really well. And you also have same weekend, Godzilla versus Kong. I said part two. Kung Fu Panda mm. 4. Ooh. Which is a huge, Panda. huge... People love that franchise. They still do it. Dude, really I well. love Kung Fu Panda, not gonna lie. I so love good, that dude. shit. I watch Kung Fu Panda all the time. I love that bro, shit. It's so fucking good, dude. I like so... that third one, bro. Had me in... Fire, bro. Had, bro, fire. fire. Hit, my, hit me in the soul. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean... Fire. Like... It hits you in the fucking feels, bro. It's you fucking feels. I, I cannot agree more. So you have that. That's two movies already. Like I said, you have the Robert Pattinson, Bong Joon-ho movie together, which is a big Warner Brothers studio movie. Same weekend. And you also have um, M. Night Shyamalan's new movie coming out the same weekend as well. So you got five big movies. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'll say this. I think Kung Fu Panda stays, personally. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think Godzilla Kong moves another weekend for sure for sure. Possibly, and you know, likely, you know yeah. and you know what? I think Ghostbusters moves too. I hope I think Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters moves. moves. I don't think that's a good I think Ghostbusters should come out on its own. I truly I, do. I, I agree. I would I would move it to either summer. I would, Which would summer, be a good summer movie. Great yeah. summer movie. Oh, great summer movie. Or you know, the last one came out on my birthday, November of 2021. It made a lot of money. You could bring it back there too, because the you because they've had success now in the November, uh, the it, fall, winter area with that movie, and people showed up for that movie too. And that was before Spider-Man No Way Home came out. So I feel like I do think you and I both agree that I think the summertime might be better. But it wouldn't surprise me to go. You know what? We're gonna, we're going to put it out in November again. It wouldn't surprise me. But I definitely think you and I think it's summer would be the better option. Summer would be a better option because they brought out the trailer now. Yeah, I feel like it'd be way too long of a wait. It's not like a teaser trailer. It's an actual trailer. Trailer. I felt like that would be way too long of a wait. Yeah. So summer would be great. It'd be dope if they bring it out on my birthday, June twenty. Oh, dummy. You know, my birthday, first year oh. birthday, with my birthday, you know what I mean? That would be pretty, you know, and yeah, so it's close enough, you know. Can come out on your birthday, actually, June 20, 2024, A Quiet Place Day One. <gasps> yes, June 28. Don't bring it, don't bring it out on my birthday. I'm a week, I'm a week before, week before, week before, a week before, yeah, yeah, a week before, yeah, that'll be fine. But a quiet place on my birthday, oh my god, Don Kaczynski, you, you heard me, you love me, bro. Uh, he heard you, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he saw, he heard about my fandom, he heard about how, 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 uh, fangirl I got about the first one and the second one, so yeah, oh my god. They, right. they they listened. <laughs> they listened. They heard you. We got you, boy. We got you, homie. This is we got they you. They out my birthday without you even <laughs> bringing it up on here. What the fuck? Thank you. Oh, all right. Good all cry. right. So all right. So that's I'm look. I'm I I bet you. Yeah, I think you and I are very confident that moves to the summer. 
I think that's a very yeah. good summer movie. And also, despite the thing of the yeah. in the trailer too, it was like they're on the beach, it's hot out there, and then the, the yeah. freeze happened. That's like perfect. It's a summer summer movie. And June and July, I'd say honestly, more June is like the hottest fucking month. Oh my god, of dude! Totally, dude. I I'm a summer baby, and I fucking hate. It's warm, so that well, would work have... really well. Yeah, I bet, I bet, I bet you would move to summer. I think, I think you're right, Joe. I think you're right. I think it definitely gonna move to uh to June to summertime because it's definitely a bigger. It's definitely a bigger. I think, I think June is a good month because, because high schoolers are getting out and slash graduating. Yeah, May, yeah, May college kids got out, and then you know. June is the month that people are planning to travel, and then they're traveling at the end of June slash beginning of July. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's a good time for them to bring that movie out. Yeah. No, I, I you, fuck man, you, you on the nose, man. <laughs> Spot on. I, I, I think that's, I think that's gonna be. I think you're right. I think you called it right. I think, but I hope you get credit for that too. If that moves, I'm gonna be like, you heard it first. Joe said it first. Joe said it first. Joe said first. Everyone, if it comes yeah. out in June, if they push it back Joe, in June, Joe was right. Joe, Joe, Joe was said first. Joe said first. Yeah. Hashtag Joe said first on everything on the trailer, yeah. everything, and then bring on attention the to this podcast and have more people listen to me because I'm always right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck am I wrong? Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always right. I'm like your right. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. I told you. I told you. I'm your podcast it. girlfriend. I'm always right. right. Never I wrong. It. Don't always it. argue with me. Don't argue with me. <laughs> oh god oh man and you, so before before i think you close this out i want to say this too i was never the biggest friends fan of again we, we, i we, grew up got, fan i know you have i know you yeah. have and i feel bad because we, we, you know, we, we've been gone the past couple of weeks because because of people in town i wasn't feeling good stuff yes. like that and you know we didn't cover this the last few episodes because we were we were gone you're right. You were a Friends fan. I grew up on Seventeen again with Zac Efron, and Matthew Perry, which was a big part of my childhood. That movie was like right, on yeah. repeat for me. Over, I love that movie so much. But yeah, I wanted to address the fact that we lost Matthew Perry, the great Matthew Perry, at fifty-four, man, which is very young. Which is mm-hmm. very too young, too young, if you ask me. A lot of life to live. You know, you grew up, grew up so you grew up on Friends. When you heard the yeah. news, like, what, what was your thought process, man? Like, what would you think about this? Like. What are your thoughts overall on his legacy as an actor, boss, or someone who kind of like gave it back to like help sobriety, help people that were going through the same struggles as him? What were your thoughts about this? So I was still at Danny's house, and Danny just says like, "Oh, Matthew Perry died." I was like, "What the fuck?" And Whoa. so I was like, "So I, so I Googled it, and I was like, what the fuck?'" And I was like, really heartbroken because I, again, I grew. Up, I yeah. really did. Um, I loved Friends. Friends is hilarious, and Matthew Perry's character is just, you know. It is uh, to me one of the funniest characters on it. You know, a lot of people talk about Joey, but Matthew Perry's. You know, he was a sarcastic, just like funny friend that had a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like Matthew Perry was in love with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, <laughs> throughout the whole thing, and I was in love with Jennifer Aniston growing no, up she's... as well. Because like, dude, she's still so fine. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, it, but you know, I felt like a lot of people whether they're my age or older and even like the, some of the younger people that are younger, like, you know, new generation, that was one of the shows that just like spanned several generations. And 
a lot of people grew up on, so I feel like a lot of people were very heartbroken about it. And I was heartbroken. I was like, damn. And that really did hit. I was like, that was real sad. You saw me make a few posts on my story on Instagram. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Except I remember, like, we were, we were getting, we came, so I remember when Liam and Grant were in town, we were getting back from the pool. Now we're getting, ready, we're getting ready for our Halloween party, and I was like, my phone went off a couple of times, like the news alert, whatever, interim alert, it was like, Matthew Perry found dead, drowned, 54. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, wow. Like, Matthew Perry, like I said, you know, Friends was a really, Friends still is too, a very big part of so many people's lives, and was people mm-hmm. big part of people's lives, no matter, no matter what race you were, if you were male or girl, male or female, like whatever. It, this was a that show was a big part of people. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me personally, but like I know, including yourself, a lot of people. That was a big part of people's lives. That show was on for like forever, and you know, the show was a big part of people growing up, their upbringing, you know, what streaming, whatever. It, also, that show was honestly when Netflix had it, it was like the biggest show ever ever watched. It was, it was, yeah. it was original. It was like one of the movies, the shows that been out for years. But the people that had Netflix wanted to watch Friends, then The Office, then Parks and Rec, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah. wow, man. So, but you said to me, man, I remember 17 again was a movie that I was obsessed with. When I was like sixth grade, middle school. Like, oh my God, like Zach Efron was so cool. Had the cool jacket, had the cool car, had the cool, you know, aviator, Ray-Bans, whatever. But like that, he was a big part of that movie too, obviously, because it's his story. And it's like, wow, man, like it's a really big loss. But also too, is that I was reading about an article about him the other day. It was like, he wanted to be remembered, not just for friends, that, hey, you know, he had, a, he had a lot of problems with addiction and alcoholism, unfortunately, which is a very mm-hmm. real disease, very real thing people go through every day. But he said, I want to be known for people that I help people too. Because you see in, the last, in his, his memoir or his last couple of years, he was really big on saying, hey, if you need help, I got you. I'm here for you. And you know, as an actor, but as a person in general, that's a very admirable that, hey, you know what? That giving you the helping hand no matter what, no matter what you're going through, whether it's really bad alcoholism or addiction or whatever, he was willing to give a helping hand. I thought it was very kind of just like him. That's his legacy. He goes, you know what? I don't want to be remembered for friends. Yes, it's my most famous thing I ever did, obviously, but I want to be remembered for helping people and giving people a second chance and help. I think it was very, just again, very, very heroic of him, too. So we want to, again, dedicate this end of the show to the great Matthew Perry, man, 54 years old, man. Thank you for your great legacy of what you've done, everything you've done for people in general, but also for your, you know, your huge stamp on pop culture because it's it will definitely live on forever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with that said, my friend, uh, you want to close out with our one and ones as you always do. Yes, sir. All right. For the new people who decide to listen to the latest episode first, welcome welcome so the one-on-ones is basically where each of us uh recommend one movie and one show that we hope that you guys will at least put on your movie show watch list and you know we don't expect you to watch it now or tomorrow or with next week we just hope like somewhere down the line where you're just scrolling through something and just like oh hey this movie and you watch it Hopefully giving us credit if you do recommend it to other people. <laughs> and, you know, just, please. you know, please, yes, let people pass. Um, and, you know, uh, you whether you enjoy it or hate it, do have, are open to sharing your thoughts on you know, what you think about our recommendations. 
Congratulations. All right. Uh, so as always, Doug, you go first. Thank you, my good sir. Oh, man, there's been a lot of stuff I've been kind of just thinking about this past couple of weeks. I'm like, man, I've been on one in one in a while. I have to have things to bring up. And, you know, I've been kind of watching a lot of movies in 2018 for some reason, like Overlord and mid-90s, Stars Born and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I'm in a really weird 2018 era right now of filmmaking. But there's a movie that I absolutely love so much that came out about 10 years ago that you and I saw when we were, when we were in high school that I feel like is so slept on because it has a really big star that, that he is now. This movie is 21 and over. Um, this oh, movie... <laughs> Dude, it, I, I'm, I'm watching Twilight for, the, Twilight for the first time with Zeta, right? And I was like, oh, shit, Jeff Chang played by J- Justin Chong's in this movie. I was like, yo, I fucking love 21 Over. Oh, my God, I love, love this man. He's so good in that movie. Yeah. Um, he's so good in that. Like, oh, my God, I love, love this man. Um, 21 Over, Tim, so when we were growing up, like, we were, again, yeah, you heard in the beginning of the show, in other episodes, me and Joe were like, yo, any kind of movie came out, we're seeing it. Drama, action, comedy, not so much horror, uh, thriller, drama, everything. We would see everything minus horror. And we just, we loved goofy comedies because, like, whether it was stuff like The Watch or That's My Boy or Ted, Project X, whatever, like, these movies were kind of like, oh, we, we laugh at a good time and kind of like, really feel good comedies. I feel like, you know, years later that, that era of kind of like goofy kind of rated R comedies are kind of dying out because, you know, comedies are not selling as well in theaters anymore. They're they're streaming, but like we, I'm looking like we grew up in an era of that. Like we had a lot of cool, funny rated R movies in theaters, no matter what. So I remember like Mm -hmm. you, me, we had a squad of people, dude. Oh my God. It was opening weekend. We were hyped for this movie. Um, Also the same weekend as the infamous party story um, that we (laughs) all bring up. Um, uh, but we were hyped for this movie. It, it's the guys who made the hang, guys who wrote The Hangover. It's guys who produced Project X, and we're like, oh, this movie's gonna be fucking hilarious. You know, young Miles Teller, Skylar Aston, um, Justin Chan. Like, oh my god, 21 Over basically is kind of like a version of The Hangover where, uh, three best friends who were in college, about to be end, done with college. Um, these two guys played by Miles Teller and Skylar Aston. Uh, they visit their best friend in Washington, who's uh, the, the night before his big medical school interview on his 21st birthday. And their friend, Jeff Chang, is like, I can't go out, man. My, da- my, dad, my dad's a fucking tight ass. You know, he, he said this interview for me. If I, if I miss this, my life is fucked. I'm, I'm screwed. But also, it's, it's, 20, it's the 21st birthday. And we all know 21st birthday, the year that you're legal, you go to the bars finally, you can drink like hell yeah. And luckily that my 21st birthday, Joel was there and made it like hella special. Kind of almost like the movie in a way, but not as crazy. <laughs> you didn't lose me, I didn't lose you, it wasn't too insane. But yeah. it's to me, this movie means a lot to me because of like how you were there for my 21st birthday and it's just kind of that era of like, you know, bromance and friendship, male friendships, how important it is to be there for their birthdays. So the movie's basically like, so they basically the two guys take him out take take him out on his la- on his twenty first birthday, the eve of his medical school medical school interview, and they get fucked up. They get fucked up to a point where he's like blacked out. They don't know they don't know how they don't know where he li- where he lives, how to get home. They're on a brand new campus that they're not familiar with, and it's a fucking night of just like, how do we get ho- how do we get him home? How do we how do we find a place people that knows where he lives? And it's craziness, it's bonkers, it's shenanigans, and these guys go through so much shit. Cops, frats, 
weirdo people that throw these kind of weird parties they're getting like drinking milk at like two in the morning but drinking still more beer whatever it's crazy dealing with sorority sisters and crazy frat boys and you know his, their friend's dad was a big tight ass looking for him at the same night it's a wild movie but i absolutely love this movie it means so much to me to me it means a lot to me i mean growing up because i remember like, seeing this movie with you you joe and the boys growing up we had a great time we were laughing our asses off it was so funny it's also the same movie that our friend TJ at the time texted us, and he had, I think, I think he had a sprained ankle or broken ankle at the time, whatever. And it was like a lot of us because he missed school that day. And we, you know, back in the day, we used to mob from school to the movie theater every every Friday because you know it's movie Friday, new release Friday. We're going to the movies. We hop on the bus at our local theater. We were there, and I remember like you, me, Carlos, Gifton, Given, you know, Josh, Eduardo, T, Josh, Eduardo, David. Everyone's there, and he goes, "Hey, y'all saw the movies." And we were like, yeah. He goes, should I come up? And you and me both texted him saying, in our group chat at the time, we were like, no, it's ending in five minutes. Don't come up. Don't come up. Don't come up. The movie's, the movie's ending. The, the, movie, the movie's ending. And we were like, dude, <laughs> yeah, don't dude. spend the 12 bucks to come up. We'll be there in five minutes, right? The movie's, movies ending, you know. cheap, by the it, way. It, back in the day. It's full, it's full bucks back that. in the day. We used to nah. complain about it. Now we miss We shouldn't say shit. shit. We can't yeah, say I shit. For we can't real. say shit. And Dad. I remember, I remember you and I were like, "Okay, let come up." And we're up there. All we hear is platoon, platoon, platoon. I'm like, "Wait, what's going on the stairs?" And sure enough, it's TJ. And Joe, you go, "Bro, the movie's ending." We sit down, sit, sit, sit downstairs. And he goes, "I want to see what happens." And all of us no. were like. Didn't Bro, he come in when the credits were starting to roll or like, something? Like, like five minutes before. Five minutes oh, before. Yeah. Like five no. minutes before the movie's ending. It's like, oh, yeah. it was the end where like, the, 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 the scene no, where like... No, that's when he texted us. I thought no, he came in. Because he, he, he came in the scene where he goes, man, fuck your laptop, bitch, get a desktop. And we were oh, like, yeah. what, what? Or he goes, yeah, man, fuck me, man. And we were like, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck him up, Randy. Yeah, fuck me, Randy. I mean, fuck him up, Randy. <laughs> we, were, we were like, wait, what? And he was there like he's laughing because DJ was laughing his ass off. And we we're like, T, you don't know the fucking context of the movie, bro. You missed the entire build up to the scene. Like, you missed it. For real. We we're like, TJ, we told you to wait downstairs. It's ending. Ending. The movie's ending. And literally, the movie ends. And he was like, y'all want to see for the next showing? And we're like, bro, no. it's like 10 p.m. It's like 10 p.m. Yeah. We go to bed. We can't, we can't we're, go to bed, I'm going bro. home, bro. Yeah, man, I, I, had to take, I had to take the bus home. That's when I was going back yeah. to my mom's, too. So yeah. I was like, no. You, you I'm and I going home. Like, hop on the grand bus. We went back. Yeah. You and I both on the yeah. bus. Yeah. The gimmick came with us, too. And we were like, no, nah, bro. We're going to bed. 10 p.m., bro. We'll see you all tomorrow. We're going to bed. We're tired. Yeah. Because we, I think we missed the beginning showtime because it was like at the school with the Mickey D's. We came back for the later showtime, but it was kind of yeah. like again, it was it was end of the day basically. Um, yeah, yeah, and we weren't staying at David's that night. Either. No, we weren't. The next day we were. So anyway, I love that movie so much. It's a really big. It's a really movie that I adore so much. I mean, it has a really low fucking Ron Tomato score. I'm like, fuck it. I love that movie so much. Because I have a great it's memory of that movie. It's such a great movie. It's so, it's it's so, so underrated, bro. It's so underrated. So underrated. Young, young Miles Teller, young Skylar Aston. I love that movie so much. And it's so funny. Thanks. So I own that movie on Blu-ray proudly. It's I ugh, love that movie. I, dude, I had a fucking track down on Blu-ray so much. Because that shit was out of print. Because no one, no one bought that movie. No one saw it. I own that movie so in my collection. It's a proud movie I own. But like, 
it means a lot to me because I had the memory that I had with you and the homies back then of like us laughing at the movies together when we were in high school before all the bullshit, before responsibilities kicked in, stuff like that. So I love that movie. Uh, for my show of the week, ooh, that's a very good question. Man, oh man. Um, you know what? Why not? I'm, I'm watching right now. I'm going to go with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because this movie is fucking hilarious. This show, show is you fucking hilarious. The show is fucking hilarious. <laughs> a show that cannot be made today. I mean, I still think it today, but like the earlier seasons would not be made today. Would not be made, unfortunately. I mean, not fly by today. But I love the low budget humor. I love that these guys kind of wrote the show themselves. They bet it on themselves too. Like the show is still going on. I think it's like 20 years later, the show's still going on. It's the most the longest ran sitcom ever um in television history i haven't watched any of the recent stuff in the past couple of years but like the first like eight seasons are fucking like hilarious charlie day old and they so have a funny dude they have a podcast where they talk I've about it, the yeah. and everything and like what went into it and yeah it's it's fucking hilarious man and it's they're so overall funny. just funny uh, and the guy who plays mac is married to d he's yeah, that's his wife. Who, yeah who also cones a fucking soccer team with uh ryan yeah, reynolds, ryan, ryan reynolds <laughs> yes, sir. which by the way two seasons of their show talking about that it's great it's a great show uh, i haven't watched it but it's no, my dad loves impressed. that show it's, it's great it's a really good really, it's a really nice. good show I, I gotta watch it but yeah so anyway yeah but so it's philadelphia these shenanigans these guys go through and and D goes through Philadelphia. They own a bar. They own a bar in kind of South Philly, not the best area. And, and they go like, through some wild shit. <laughs> they're childhood friends, right? Or no? I think so because yeah, I think, I think so because think, they, they the show has been like they were working on the show for yeah. Like they years. talk about like oh like you've been in love with that girl since high school, blah blah blah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure they're childhood friends. Yeah, they're all childhood yeah, friends. friends. It, and also, and then Danny DeVito comes in second season for like the playing their dad, it's playing uh, D yeah. and uh, uh, Danny Dennis's dad. And man, it's a show. It's so they're so despicable, but it's so funny. And Charlie Day's fucking shut the fuck up, the craziness. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. I told you oh. it's done. Well, I tell you what's done. He's fucking he's fucking unhinged, bro. And it's like they're, oh, they're all unhinged. <laughs> my fa- Charlie dude is my favorite. So fucking hilarious, dude. His his character is just just <laughs> I I die laughing, especially when it comes to his uncle. Just like, you know, boys will be boys. And like, no, uncle, boys no. will not be boys. Men will be men. Oh, <laughs> 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 about creepy uncles. There we go. Charlie's uncle, man. Oh, my God. Remember so... the sleepover? I remember that. I didn't like it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like oh, my God, dude. Oh, dude. And then Danny it's... DeVito just... It, it, if you don't know the show, uh, you probably have seen this meme where Danny DeVito goes, so I just start blasting. Blasting, yeah. <laughs> that, it, this is his character in the show. That's that. That's where that comes from. It's always something failed up. Yeah. Fucking give it a watch. Danny DeVito's fucking hilarious. hilarious. It's fucking great. And he's just so... He's just such an amazing person. Like, I love him. Oh, my God. My my favorite episode is still is the Charlie, Charlie writes a musical. You gotta oh, yeah. pay, the, gotta pay the trolls toll to get to the boys' hole. That's not my fucking lyrics. 
<laughs> like, wait, what? Whose boy's hole? What the fuck? And it's again, yeah, it's it's so absurd. But like, it's twenty minute episodes. They're all they're all on Hulu. Like, there's so many Very seasons great. too. But the the first like ten, the first eight seasons are fucking like literally prime comedy that you will laugh no matter what. And it's so funny. But yeah, I, I love that show so much. So again, my movie this week is Twenty One and Over. Which I want to say, uh, let's see, where can you find that movie? I would hope you can find it somewhere, but I think it was no one else no movie but us, unfortunately. Um, now you, you can rent it on Amazon for three bucks. So if you rent it, awesome. If you can buy it, even better. Love that movie. And my show of the week is Totally Sunny in Philadelphia. But you, my friend, what about you? Uh, oh, my one-on-ones? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, yes, these are new. These are very, oh, very here we new. Go. Two new things, yes. Both on Netflix. One is the first one I'm going to be recommending is a movie called Ballerina. It's a Korean action film. Now, it's a really good film. You know how I love my career my asian action films i really do love them they do so well because they do what john wick does which is show exhaustion perfectly if you watch a lot of other action movies they'll go through a lot of shit within an hour and be like it'd be like hardly breaking a sweat you know what i'm saying but with like korean like with asian films they do really well with liminal spaces with action surrealism and talk about a lot of things such as trafficking and you know drugs and other stuff like this and death and you know like blackmail so you know because those things are big with you know those things those are real big like issues within within the world i don't know how i personally don't know how big they are within the Asian countries, but they do bring them up a lot in Asian films, so I feel like it has to really be an issue. Um, so, but Ballerina is about uh, a woman who uh, whose friend contacts her and says, hey, can we hang out? Blah, blah, blah. And she leaves her a little note saying, get revenge for me. Uh, because you know she she dies and her friend comes in and she's dead in the bathtub and there's a little gift on the bed and she opens it and it's ballerina slippers because the woman in the bath was a ballerina and she says and there's a little note that says get revenge for me and so she does like she starts looking into like what happened to her friend and like why this could have happened and aims to get revenge it's a really good film a really good a strong female lead uh you know, has a has a has a female lead. The 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 character's badass, really good, and it's just overall such a great movie. Um, oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It, 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 it was on Netflix, shit, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, I I'll heard just it. Say he's... No, no, it, I, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it was. On, I heard it was a top ten of the the week last week. I saw when I was on um when I was on um Netflix. I was like, oh shit, because why? Because the John Wick movie's coming out. Call also called Ballerina. Ballerina, and I was like, this isn't the same movie, is it? But no, it was it was, it was a it was a Korean film instead. So I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a Korean gotcha. film, not not in the same world. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, I believe. She is the actress. I don't know. Uh, don't. Uh, 
so yeah there's a lot of great actors in it it's a really great film really written so well it keeps you captivated the cinematography the character like the characters the fighting just like how crazy it is i truly do love asian films this is one of those films that i i loved i watched it when uh not too long ago it came out not it came out like october 5th and i think i watched it like like a week later or something um i loved it i really did i think it's a really good film if you like action movies and asian cultures and you just love you know asian films this is a really good one i highly recommend it so again on netflix now time for the tv show this one is a tv show doug i think you will really love because it is original it is new and it is super fucking creative. Me and Danny watched the show together called it's called Bodies. Um, I've heard of this. Okay. Okay. It is a show. It's so good, dude. You got to put it on your watch list. It's really good. It is a show about four different detectives in four different years and i mean years like 1943 or 45 is one of them then one from earlier like 19 or 18 like 90 some shit like that and then like the next one is 2023 which is our current year and then one in the future which is like 2050 something i forget but basically, four different time errors, four different detectives, one body in the mm. same alley in L- London. They're oh, all trying shit. to... Yeah, dude. And, and it's not like one episode is this time and then another episode is this time. Like, they break it down really well. And it's so fucking good. Because the mystery and the twists in it are fucking fantastic you're not gonna be able to fucking predict this for shit it is so good i think they did such a great job with it it is honestly like it's what you've been looking for doug like creativity originality like great acting great writing overall fucking fantastic show honestly i give it five stars oh shit that's high praise Oh, when, ne- when Netflix, when Netflix used to do the star rating, five stars, hands down. Fuck, five okay. fucking stars. This show is such a great show, and I do give like the UK really good like props because they do good shows like I this. Do. I do. They really do, and so this five stars. All right. Old school Netflix rating five stars. It's such a really good fucking show i highly highly recommend you watch it it is amazing great writing great acting great cinematography everything and it it, and it works it it makes sense and it works they did it so fucking well highly recommend i i like the guy in it the guy who plays manix in it i'm on on imdb right now the guy plays manix he he was in Snatch. He plays uh, Statham's kind of like right hand guy when it comes to boxing with a fucking Brad Pitt. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's also in um, 
Oh shit, he was a, he was a, he was the last Venom movie. He played the he played the cop in the last Venom movie. He's also he was really good in Rocket Man. He was oh, really yeah. good in Rocket Man. Um, and, and also he he played that again. It wasn't the best movie, but in the Irishman. Remember, he goes. Remember, he, he was a guy that was fucking late to like, the meeting with Al Pacino. He goes, "You're fucking late." He goes, "Yeah, fuck you, whatever." And fucking Pacino, fucking like fucking beats the shit out of him, whatever. Oh Great. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is um Stephen Graham. And when I was in London in my semester abroad, I watched a lot of movies and shows with him in it because of my because my classes that that was, that was taken. He's a fucking phenomenal actor. And he's so underrated. But I saw him in the poster. I was like, "Ooh, I love this guy." And now hearing you liked it, I'm definitely watching it now. I'm definitely yeah. watching it now. I Bodies. really like Jacob Fortune Lloyd, who plays DS Whiteman. I okay. really like him. He's a really good actor in this. But overall, all the actors and actresses all together, they all did such a phenomenal job. They really did. Stephen Graham kills it. Love him. By the way, my guy, he, my he guy. kills it. So overall, just so good. That everyone they picked is really, really good, and I really love this show. And I know you will love this. I'll you have this. to watch it. Z will love this, by the way. Yeah, I'll Z will definitely her. love this. Tell Z that it comes from her bestie, me, <laughs> and I tell her, and I'm telling her to fucking watch it. She will truly love it. All right, I'm watching this for sure. I'm definitely watching this. I love that look on the cast right now. Is that like except for Stephen Graham? I don't know anyone this sh- in the show. They didn't cast like Robert Pattinson or Florence no. Pugh, stuff like that. I, it's, it's unknown actors. I like that. Unknown I love actors. That. I love and, that. And uh, the guy who I just talked about, um, he he's been in a few films. He was in Queens. He was in the show Queens Gambit, by the way, uh, which okay. I truly love. He was also, it turns out, in Star Wars. I don't know if he was like a little back character. I don't know. Oh, uh, he, yeah, a, he's a he's a he's a he's a background character. Yeah, I see right now. Yeah, he's he's a he's a, a background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's That's... a background character, but like I'm glad he's a really good actor, and cool. so this is so he he did really well in this show, and uh, hopefully I see him in a lot more things because he's really good. I really liked his character. Oh shit, no, he's in a movie that me and Z watched a couple of, like a year or two ago on Netflix. Oh uh, yes, I've seen him before and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. He's yes. really good. He's yeah. really good. Cool. I'm definitely watching this. Yeah, I lo- I love a good British show. Reminds me of my days when I was in London. So, um, I'm de- I'm definitely watching this. Thanks for the recommendation, man. I'm hyped to watch this now. I'm I'm, I'm, so, I'm sold. Man. I'm sold, man. That that pitch yes. was really good. I'm sold. Um, yeah, again, and that's like I love original. I love. Um, oh, that's cool. It's based on a graphic novel. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. That's cool. But also, I like that. I gotta get myself that graphic novel. Oh, I, I bet. I think you would love. It sounds like you would love it. I like yeah. that. It's four Texas and four different parents. I, I, I love, I love a kind of like sort of that like different take, take, takes place over different generations of shit too. I know. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love that shit. So, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, dude. All right. Okay, Joe. You were coming with the clutch ass one on one. So we, I am hyped to watch the show Bodies now, man. I am like, thank you. I, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. All right, brother. Take us home, my boy. Take us home. <laughs> All right, Doug. Where can they find you? Uh, as always, guys, you can find me on my personal page on Instagram, which is the Young Jones, as well as my Twitter or X it's called now, uh, Capri underscore Sun S O N. Uh, also, you can find um, the show and the and the podcast as well on uh, Instagram at Midway Avenue Productions, all one word, as well as TikTok, also at, at Midway Avenue Productions. 
Uh, we're posting a lot more kind of reactions and kind of like updates on, on the episodes on there, mostly on Instagram, but also on TikTok. Also, the YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. You can find the audio version of the show. And also, we do our reactions on there as well. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at the OG Cuban Rican. And you can also find that link to my Twitch on our link tree at the Midway Avenue Production Instagram. Uh, <coughs> I do stream as much as I can. Uh, I recently started playing Rainbow Six Siege again, and I've gotten a little better. So, you know, you can watch me be sweaty and rage, or you can watch me and my friends play Dark Tide or Minecraft. I do play Siege with my friends as well. And, you know, future games that will come out, uh, when I do have money, I do plan to get a game called Sifu, some martial arts. So, if you like Asian films and martial arts and you know you want to see me rage and get my ass kicked in a game like that eventually i'll have it so please give me a follow please talk to me in chat and all that good stuff yes all right <clears throat> all right now before i close this out i do have to say this please 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 guys Whatever you are listening to us on, please give us a follow. Do comment what you guys think, or if you guys have a comment, whether you agree or disagree with us during these episodes. And please do share us with your friends. Again, a follow helps this show grow more and more. Mm -hmm. and we truly do want to expand to continue doing this show to, to, you know, make it bigger and to, you know, keep sharing what we love, which is film and the entertainment industry in general. So please do follow us. We truly do appreciate it. Now, thank you so much to everyone that came with us on this verbal journey. Thoughts, opinions, views, and our rambling and, you know, uh, memories of uh, film, TV, uh, and entertainment overall. We truly do appreciate you guys being passengers. Uh, incredible journey that we go through for our love. And uh, we hope that you guys did enjoy this episode and enjoyed past episodes and hopefully continue to. We love you guys. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good night. Stay safe and please. Well, more like we really do hope that we inspired you to continue to love movies and movie theaters, have given you inspiration to share your love, your thoughts, and opinions on films, and to be proud of the movies that you truly love, even if others don't. Love y'all. Have a good night. Deuces.